Are you done playing video games? They're educational. Are you done? Are you done playing video, video games? As soon as I get all this dark Alexa. What is that? Uh, what's that game called? The Clash. Clash of Titans? Clash yeah. of Clans? Clash of Clans. All right. So after sitting outside for 25 minutes playing Pokemon, rolling joints, and eating Wendy's, <laughs> you decided to come in here and play Clash of Clans. You're calling me and going, are you ready? Is it all set up? Are we ready to go, huh? Are we all set? Are we ready to go? As you sitting in the car. Well, I mean, it's educational because it teaches you about... Uh, shut up. Stop trying, trying to roll us to the topic of the day. <laughs> Cell phone games. Are they educational? Uh, so anyway, folks, welcome to Our Chitty Opinion. That was a really good one. I am so criminal over there is the big rig. Toot oh, toot. Wow. I should get a horn sound effect to play. I gotta get sound effects for this. Hola. Como esta? So, are you done playing I'm, video I'm games? Done. I'm done. I'm done. Just checking that. Max that out. All right, this is the guy who's 42 years old and still plays Pokemon religiously. How do you shut this off? There we go. The phones with the slide ups. I'm a button guy. You're a button guy? Yeah, I hope they bring out a new phone with the button, possibly. I like the button. Yeah, I agree. But I got used to not having it. It just kind of sucks because when something happens to your phone, you need to like do all these number combinations to reset it and all the shit. Like my phone froze a couple mm. weeks ago. Like froze. Now, I, it worked, but I couldn't push anything on the screen. So I had to do this combination of up, down while holding the power button because there was no home button anymore. Are you uh, a three camera guy? Can or? you do me a favor and give him water? Yeah. While well, like, chit chat. I'm looking for an article real quick. I just read a headline that said that um, Russia is going to invade the Ukraine, but I'm looking for the he- see if there's shoe or not. Because it's one of those things reports say, and there, was, there were also reports that they were going to invade last Wednesday, which was a, ended up being not true, and no one knows where they got that information from. So let's see if it's true or not. Yeah, I can't find anything. Okay. So today's podcast... While he is giving my dog water, who is whining, is going to be about education. We need, we need to, well, I came up with a, what, I can't keep thinking of the word I was going to say. Education overhaul, that's what it is. This country needs an education overhaul. So that's what we're uh, going to discuss today. I'm going to shut off my uh, phone alert. Oh, your Pokemon alert, you mean? Alerts. Got a lot of important chats. Yeah. Pokey chats. You know, rating. Pokey rating chats. is uh, something for the professionals. Professional what? Pokey plays. Is this now? Are this you a professional poker player? No. So you Pokey get, player. So you get you get paid to play Pokemon. No, I guess not. So you're not a professional Pokey player. Should be. I should go on Twitch. Do they have Pokey Pokey streams? That definitely. My buddy has a, a crazy twitch. Um, then you might want their medication for that. <laughs> but he goes live and does a battling. Anyone who's listening out there, battling. He does PvP battles. I think it's Walid. How do you? What do you mean battle? Like battle rap type Pokemon no, like, battles? So whatever servers this game invests in is so huge. When you think about the span that it reaches globally. You know what I'm saying? 
that the Niantic servers, they created this game called Ingress a long time ago. Did you ever hear of this? Dude, you're and talking to basically somebody like, you ever hear of uh, Geo... What's it? Geo snatching? Geotagging? Oh or something where uh, people... It's almost... It's not like Pokemon, but... It's like they you like to go on hikes and oh bikes. that thing yeah yeah I know what that is yeah. yeah and there's like little clues and yeah. notes yeah so Ingress is along the lines of that like people would create little icons and stops and it was like usually like Masonic temples or certain like things in cemeteries churches or like uh, monuments in town yeah and you would have to submit and the more you did it was like almost like a game of Risk I would say because it was different colors That's but um. So that's that's Ingress, and you'd have to get to a certain level to be able to submit new stops. And then this game, freaking Pokemon, who's made under them, use that same server with all those texts. Like, so Niantic is just a company that created all this tech, and it was just icons. So they use that, and then boom, they just make things pop up in their freaking little blips on the globe, globally. Billions of people probably playing this game right now. Okay, so again, are you playing this professionally? No. Can you play it professionally? You, I think you can play it professionally, yes. Oh, so why don't you try since you play it all the time? I don't think I... I don't battle, so... I don't battle. This whole battle thing. There's a subculture of Pokemon. I'm a shiny hunter is what they uh, you would label me. Okay, as. and then what are the other ones? Uh, there's like battlers. There's raiders. I raid a lot, but I'm more of a shiny hunt. I'm a street shiny. I got I got uh, over 1,151 shinies. You know, and, uh, fire. <laughs> but had I used my education the way I <coughs> bless you, Thank you, Pokemon, oh, fuck. might not be here over here talking about Pokemon. <laughs> had I used the proper education. In depth that I've all right. So enough of the education on Pokemon because I st everything you said I don't really get, but I get. <sighs> so said so not only did it kill all that time, but it also made us stupider. Ah, okay. Uh, anyway, um, so <laughs> we're gonna discuss today is education overhaul, and since you have kids in school, you probably have a little bit more of a. You know, input valued input than I do. I could have probably asked a teacher who lives across the street for me to join us, but well, you, you know, you got someone who might be close to the education system around. But um, my problem is this is what I've always talked talked about with like the things that I would just eat that I think can be easily changed. First and foremost, I think the school year is too short. I think all kids should graduate at sixteen, like they do most of the places in the world. And they should be. They should go only have like a six week break. And I think once they graduate high school, they should be forced to do um, figure out the life a bit a little bit by joining the military, or being, or have to do uh, some sort of community service for two years. Oh, bless me! <laughs> you know, paid community service type of thing. And they should be able to figure out, oh, that's when you can sit there and get a pre-education education and figure out what it is you're doing. So you get, like, three options, and that's it. You shouldn't, we shouldn't be going until we're 18. We shouldn't get two months off of school. We shouldn't, I think it's two and a half, three months off of school. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's unnecessary. I also think that we should make all public schools wear uniforms. <laughs> 
I think that'd be take a lot of um, unnecessary pressure that's on kids to fit in and take help a lot of this new, seemingly new mental health bullying stuff a lot. And I, honestly, I think in the long run, it'd save parents a lot of money by making have kids basically all look the same and not have to really compete. I've always been an advocate for uniforms. I, I feel like you know if you want to keep, you want to treat people. You teach people to look at people on the same level. It should start in education when those kids are young. And I think one way to do it is to make them all pretty much uniform in that manner. Because everybody, a lot of people from elementary school on get judged by the clothes they wear and the things they afford and can't afford. I mean, it's true. You know, I remember from when I was a kid, and it never bothered me because I only fit in sweatpants anyway. You know, but there was kids that I walked. I remember one time I was walking home with a kid who lived a couple of streets over. And he was getting made fun of. Like, we were in, like, third grade, and a fifth grader was making fun of us or making fun of him for not having, like, the whatever the cool Casio watch was at the time, but he did have a watch. Because he's like, my parents can't afford him. Like, I'm like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, when I was younger, I just, it never occurred to me, you know? But I felt bad that he had to think that way, you know? And, like, I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous that at such a young age you have to have that. Now with social media and everything, you know, kind of makes it a little bit... It can make it a little bit worse for people. And that's one added thing that a kid does not need in their life. And it can be controlled that easily. Just make it mandatory to have um, uniforms. And if you want to have special days, like you, what do you have, PJ's day at your school and shit like that? Pajama day. Yeah, you mean you want to have days where you can do like support your team or whatever else once a month or whatever, then fine. Or every uh, every third Thursday or something, you know? I don't I know. Mean, I think schools still do that. I know my kids' school does it. The place where I work, uh, we have Spirit Week where no, I'm saying that is but, something, you know? like. But uh, that's that's still not uniform, though, is what I'm saying. Funny hat day. Pajama day. But that's not something everybody necessarily participates in, all that stuff, where if you're in uniform and you get not to wear a uniform, everybody would be more susceptible I to participate. I think if you sign up, for a uniform school, then abide by those rules. I think there's the two different settings. It's something we need, but real quick, well, I, well, I got the opportunity on what you just said. So um, I do like September to June schooling, and given given all students off, fucking July and August. You know, let let people get a break. Everyone needs a break from it. So that's what, what, but why are you on for like ten, two months? That's a long you're time. Off for two months. Yeah, that's a long time to be off. With a couple in between us too. I like. I sort of like the foundation that we got right now. But uh, one thing I do agree with you on is every person should do a little military service or uh, like a EMT service or like nursing home service. You know, as part of like curriculum to pass in high school, like a human service. To well, that should be see. your final exam, like in a sense. You know what yeah. I mean? For you to I move think for on. Liberal arts, right? Like a public school setting. Liberal arts, you should get a feel of all of this. You know, uh, what's it? R R O T C. Yeah, like, um, and it shouldn't be shunned upon either. I think everyone should have to do a little bit of that just to feel, make, bring that back. I don't like the competition of the presidential physical fitness, but we should all try to do it. And. This is something. You ready? Not that I would ever be president or not, but why aren't the presidents giving incentive to physical activity? They don't. No, and like promoting it. Like, all right, so I was trying to think of like even when I lived in the PJs, 
how would I give someone like me when I lived in the projects, they would give me like a free membership to go and work out and get incentive to do it somehow. You know what I mean? Whether it's like uh, lower on my my subsidized living. You know what I mean? Like I'll get like 5% off my subsidized living cost, which as long as I'm showing up to the gym and working out. Every American gets some form of incentive to stay physically active because it will reduce like diabetes, a leg surgery, you know, like uh, everything, heart disease, fucking corona. I mean, I agree with you. And if the way they could do it, if the government did properly get involved in regulating insurance companies, it, it should lower your insurance rates. So, like, I thought about that. I go, okay, so people who work and stuff, they would get, like, better tax rate, blah, 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 blah. But then I was like, oh, when I lived in the hood and I was really, like, underground living, keeping my money so low because it was subsidized, how would I give people like me incentive that it's still, like, a, a legal thing that I'm going to the gym just to stay physically fit? Well, since it's to do with your health, you should just lower your, 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 your health insurance. Yeah. I mean, a monthly cost for me by myself. Let's say I had mass health. I'm not even really paying. Then, I mean, that that's that's on you, though, because it sh- you shouldn't. You, you shouldn't. What's going to motivate me should, in the hood to go fucking exercise? Um, getting out of the hood, maybe? I hear you. But I'm talking about physically active and better shape to stay healthier. Well, then, I, I mean, first of all, if you're getting subsidized, subsidized anything, there should be a guideline to where you should be forced to, you know, Try to get out of it. You should. Be. I think there there is. There's always like job checks. But they, they but they need to be they more. They're on our ass. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, but not always. And we know we we know this. They were, and oh and they ass. need to, you know. And they're like, you're too white for this. That's why. Why? They're like, we need room for the the. I'm a uh, Italian. No, I'm not white. <laughs> no, but I'm saying is they need to find a way to get people. To, it, it's supposed to be temporary. That's why. So you need to find. But that should be on a checklist of things for you to do. You know what I mean? And it should go in to, toward the mass health as a whole. And like you said, if that affects you in some way in a tax way, because we have to pay for that in our taxes, we all do. I mean, I think for all Americans, a free gym membership's fire off the bat. Yeah, but someone's got to pay the gyms. So the gyms... A lot of health insurance covers gym costs. Yeah. Well, no, I think I even have something that on my insurance, like I'll get a, a reduction if I show that I have a membership I'm paying for and using actively. Well, they just pay for it. They don't get a reduction. Just they just pay for yeah. some of it, which they should. You should get a reduction. And if you're living healthy, and because you, you spent, if you're doing healthier things, they're trying to they're making more money off like of you. ASAP. Yeah. Okay, folks. I want to I want to point something out to you guys real quick. <laughs> we, 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 he calls me the other night. We're talking about he wants to quit smoking, which is I want to quit smoking as we're both smoking cigarettes right now. And. But he wants to quit. You're better at quitting things than I am. That's always yeah, been a thing. Sometimes. You really, but you are. You really are. Like you can do the whole Lent thing really well. I can't do Lent for forty minutes. Double mind forty days. I got to shut myself up. You know. But you're good at it. You can do it. I can't. And well, I just don't do it that well. Um, I mean, I can do a twenty hour flight, no problem. You're not smoking. You know what I mean. But I will smoke a pack of cigarettes when I, I do land. Full shifts. You know, like at work. Not yeah. Even thinking about it. So. <laughs> You said, all right, we got to do this together, yada, yada, yada. You're coming up with an idea. I'm just like, eh. You're like, I will come over. You're on vacation this week? Yeah. I will come over every day next week, and we can do a workout together. I'm like, you won't even walk my dog with me around the block. I said I'd walk <laughs> Then, last night, he calls me. He goes, he goes, 
my wife ordered something from Target. I got to go pick it up. He goes, I'm pretty sure it was a pickup, a curbside pickup, but I didn't want to walk into the store. <laughs> so you can't tell me that you want to work out and then be like, I won't even walk in the fucking Target. I was in like pajamas. I, I was in basketball You shorts. go to work in pajamas. John, you yeah. go everywhere in pajamas. I know, I know. But so, I had no stop. socks on. No socks is the difference. That's like the make or break. How's that to make a break? I hate socks. I love socks. I hate them. I, I hate socks. I hate shoes. shoes on. I had driving shoes and basketball shorts. Literally. You have like, your Ferrari driving shoes on? They were wool slippers. Your Pumas? I was just like, and I didn't want to get out of the car. I was upset I had to even get out of the car. It took you, it took you longer to call and get to clarify. Like, Lucky Target's one of those companies will just appease the customer. Were you there when he threw it in my car? No, no, I hung up. It was mad quick. <laughs> I was just like... Whatever, but anyway, but I mean, but the, yes, there should be the government needs to get involved more in the health insurance part so that, um, you know, that we can. If you do better, you should get breaks. Like when you drive, you should do better. You get breaks, but you don't when, when most most insurances. I don't you do know, those big national companies. I don't like for that insurance. thing they plug into your car to check your driving capability. I don't know what that is. It's like a chip. It's one of those big places that do, that do it, and uh, it records like. Your frequent stops and breaks and accelerations. Really? Yeah. And it bases your insurance off that. Oh, no. I mean, I just I just get... Insu- I'd be hard by that. I, no, yes, you would. You'd be like, oh, he, he's swerving. <laughs> he's swerving. You swerved 86 times in a matter of um, 14 feet. So wife's car's fancy right now and mine's in the shop. Yeah. And it tells me it needs I, I need a cup of coffee frequently. Because like, you're not looking at... Because it thinks you're sleeping. Yeah. You're such an idiot. That's so funny. How's it know? I told you that. Yeah. If you start doing like my phone, my car does that. My car always. I put my sunglasses on as soon as I put them on while I'm driving. It tells me I have to put my eyes on the road. That's so it's like yo, hey, because it reads your eyes. Like the, my mine has facial recognition, so it knows that when I get in the car, it's me. So it sets everything in my car to me. Oh, I have it set crazy. to my mom, and I have it set to me. And um, so that way, when she gets in it, it just does whatever, and then it 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 sets everything. The the uh, resets everything until I get back in the car. No, it's kind of a pain in the ass, but it makes it easier. But everything's computerized. Autonomous drivers and shit. Yeah, I think autonomous driving will not be a thing for a very, very long time. It's legal right now, isn't it? No. They do have it. They do have it, but there's so many flaws in it. Like, you you can't tell pedestrians crossing the street. You can't tell obstacles and those type of things properly. So, yeah, there's definitely um, issues with autonomous driving. I actually watched a video about it a couple weeks ago. It's basically to get you from A to B, right? Programmed. Yeah. And know all the stop signs and all that no, Yeah, but it also has to sense. Like, if a little kid's running out behind a ball, yeah. it, can't, it can't sense it that quick enough. Shit like that can't be done. Animals, things along those lines. You know, imagine, like, when you're in the fucking shop making those things and uh, you got the fake the fake little kid running across the street and it just keeps getting smashed. You're like, oh, shit. No, this thing ain't Probably, yet. you know, I wouldn't doubt it. But I mean, um, They have to have it. They got to test it a bunch, you know, to test oh, yeah. the senses. Absolutely. Um, anyway, so, but anyway, back to the education thing. So, but um, we used to, one of the jokes we have running is always that, like, you know, when, when we're with our friends from the local area, regardless of who went to school with us or the same high school, we, you know, we all joke about, like, you know, if we don't know something that's so basic, like a math problem or whatever else, there's like, oh, there's so-and-so education, you know what I mean, based off the high school. And, I mean, and now it's, like, it's almost true because public education isn't what it should be. It's still the same, basically, now as when we were in school, and that was 40, 40 years ago when we started. So it hasn't changed essentially in forty years, you know what I mean? Not forty, but we'll say thirty-five years. 
you know that means it hasn't changed in 50 years because what we were learning was the same shit that you know you're on your 25 i'm on my 24 year out yeah damn be old not crazy i've known you longer than half my life now 25 is just high school we've known each other at least since like ninth grade we hung out knowing each we other. didn't hang out until until you could drive Get the two beeper Copac. You had like four beepers. I had three. One of them I stole from Mark, I think. Beepers, kid. Beepers were the shit. Made life a lot easier as your phone vibrates All like right. a beeper. Uh, let me check my beeper real quick. <laughs> well, beepers, because you, you, there was no expectation for an immediate return. You can never play Pokemon with just a beeper. Were there games on beepers? No. Not even Snake? No, that was back when um, Snake was the T9 phones. Yeah, yeah, Nokia's. Yeah. In the, um, but you played Pokemon with cards back then. You did? Yeah. Well, I didn't. You might have. No. Now Pokemon cards are worth a fortune. I know. <laughs> I think Elijah has a couple of those. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I saw a video the other day about what the value was on this one specific Pokemon card. Like, they only gave out, like, three of them. They were for, like, you know, winning something, like, in a big tournament. And it was like something in the millions for a fucking this dude card. Dude, GameStop was trying to like convince me to bring Elijah's cards in there so we could buy him. I was like, get out of here, kid. get out of here, kid. He's like, yeah, buy cards. You just come here every Sunday, bro. Yeah, we'll give yeah. you um, we'll give you twenty percent of the cost. Yeah, I buy of its cards. value. But um, he goes, I can't do it in the shop, so you'll do it after work. You know, <laughs> that sounds really uh, honest. Hey, whatever. I do the same thing. If I find stuff that I want, I could sell for more than the shop. You know. Fuck that. Do the same fucking thing. Um, but since the education hasn't changed, I mean, what is it? It's English, math, civics, science. I ever had civics. In course. art. Yeah, we had social studies, civics. That's civics? Yeah. Um, and, like, that's still what it is now, right, essentially? Like, as far as the basic core. So we go English, math, a science. A language. You said civics slash social studies. You looking up basic uh, liberal arts majors? No. And then maybe, didn't you have to take an elective like home economics, art, or something? Like in your last two years? In high school, you had to <coughs> we a- had to. I'm talking about like from elementary school on what our basis is where. Um, well, definitely the core of math, science. And all that and stuff should studies. be from, from one to eight. I think history, right? As well. Climate change to become part of core curriculum in public schools. Why? Oh, wow. Um, oh, I got... Yeesh, this breaks it down to like... It, these are all different websites from different states. <laughs> Common Core State Standards uh, National Curriculum. Let's see what it is. Probably should have looked this up before. Um, because now we're living in, uh, and essentially, we're still getting the same education. We're not learning as much. We're not learning the things that are, are important. Because we grew up in a time where you did the, you went to, you know, you did, you lived your life. You went to school, and you worked while, you, if you could, in school while in high school, and then you went to college. That was it. You shit on the people who did, um, you know, what what we essentially do for side work. It was just construction and all that stuff, yeah. and all the tech school kids who who did did it right because now it's like really tough to get your kids on the tech, which it should be. Yeah, because the like it's like it, it. What ended up happening, and I, I feel this is what happened, is 
and I, I I could be completely the trade wrong. Jobs were the way to go. Yeah, but the, but the, the 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 trade jobs were side jobs. Like this is what we did in high school during yeah, yeah, during yeah. the summers, and then you got all the office jobs. And we were still growing up when office jobs were a thing. My father always told me not to get office jobs, which is why I dropped out of college and went all the went all to like art tech schools, like the hair school and photography school and stuff like that. And it's like there was a point where. That stuff became so overloaded and it became a world where you could do that stuff on your own because the, the kids, they were, you soon to realize that the stuff that involved building computers and working on computers and doing websites and the stuff that became a thing that were jobs, IT. Yeah. It's all stuff you could literally learn while you were just at home on a weekend or super interested in it. I think. And all you needed at the, after that were certifications, but you just had to pass tests. Like your brother's generation, my brother's generation. Uh, their education system was so, like, formulaic and, like... Is that even a fucking word? Definitely. Formulaic. I'm so looking it up. Look it up. That's a word. Is it really? So, that their generation, even, like, my sisters, were so business savvy and driven that those guys still made fucking gold happen like think about my brother's falls the back to making fucking six digits a year again nonstop. You, okay it is a word but you used it wrong but okay okay nice <laughs> nice but anyway so like they that there was a very structured world the graduating series of early 90s late 80s right were like the last generation of these guys that came out and were like you know like uh the chets from weird science or like the the ferris bueller like dads you know everything was business based banking based Mm -hmm. medical based you know and and then everything that followed after with office work we were like the savants engineers and we got this creative thing but we lacked the tech that would have made well because we were stuck in between because they were inventing computers as a household thing when we were kids and then it became a household thing where people actually had them in like the house. Our times changed the kids. We really, we like were stuck we in the middle. Fucked them up though, because like I think that's where our times were like opposite of what our brothers were. You know, like it's that that eighties rock to fucking grunge transition, like the different different growing up and like. Um, like I said, more creatives, but we lacked. Like, if we had an iPhone that we had now and we could load up the shit we were doing back then, like, when it was, like, it was just error changing, we'd be where the, I don't want to say little peeps, but, you know, because he didn't make it. But Yeah, well, look, you know what, though, I, I feel like we, we, I, we've gone back to that a lot where we're, like, you know, if we had the technology then that we had now, but we also didn't, wouldn't have the mentality we have now that we back then. We probably would have been, A, way more trouble, honestly, with all the stupid shit we did and we filmed it because yeah. we would have been stupid enough or somebody would have been. B, <laughs> the, the thing was, back then, we were forced to be, to learn how to do things. How do you record on a radio? How do you figure out what, like, now resources were not the internet. So we had to be super reforced. How do you mix Push and play, record, play, record on a tape In deck. In college, we had a school system that it was a portable school radio that, mm-hmm. like, you would rent out. It would broadcast only to, like, the town of, uh, you know, Beverly and shit, and it was hilarious. But I used to have a show. It was sick. It was yeah. Like, but, like, that's the things you were forced to do. Like, I when I do this podcast, even though, like, nobody's listening, I always think of, like, I feel like uh, Christian Slater and pop up the volume. Yeah, exactly. You know, Pirate and it's like, but that was when, like, that was the thing. You were forced 
to and it wasn't a saturated world and that's the other thing too and you were forced to figure things out and the struggle was different but the struggle was real because you were trying to be make something that didn't exist exist where now it exists and you're just enhancing what's what already exists so in education back then kids had to learn how to wire shit it basically was like a redneck living. Like rednecks are right? notoriously good at All doing over, that. All over, like whether it's like rural or urban, city, suburb setting, kids would there would be that kid that would be like, oh, oh all right, all I gotta do is fucking wiring shit up, and like that's yeah. I don't think kids can do that now. Well, I there are no, no, definitely kids who can. There, yeah. there are kids who can, but everything is easier for them. Like from look, the raw base. Look at me looking up equipment dope. for the like for the podcast. Yeah. Like you out. This is impressive. Like I couldn't do this. But but this is but this is the thing. It's there. It's there to find it. If you do sit there for a few hours over and over, you'll eventually you'll find it easily. Just not then it gets to the point figuring out what to get mm-hmm. specifically. Where before it was like, yeah, you know, you can get three microphones. You know what I mean? Like it's low low end, middle end, and high end. You know, like that's what you were gonna get. Um, you weren't gonna get your variations of mic stands. You weren't gonna get. There's so many things you weren't gonna get. You just had to work with what you worked with. Yeah. You know and. It was you need this huge setup because you gotta get the turntables with the music and you gotta get the mixers because they weren't this small, you know. And then you gotta plug this, but you needed you needed a fold up table Recording to put it on. mixtapes on uh, karaoke machines was mm-hmm. the shit back then, dude. It was so much stuff that you had to do, and now, like you said, a lot of the stuff's there. The creativity is different now; it's a lot more technical. Um, so we were kind of stuck in the middle, and what we were in the transition of that, and what changed it was the internet. It literally changed it. It changed the way we communicated, what we learned. It, you know, the the idea of the internet was to, you know, swap information, and it became this big thing where it became a computerized world. And that is where it all changed because that's where the education changed. But like ourselves teaching ourselves things, like I had to learn Photoshop, so I taught myself Photoshop. Um, I got to teach myself programming. You know, I had to learn. I had to learn. Yeah, like that. Like that's what was do what stuff we're doing now and. I mean, I had, but there's tutorials to do that. Before it was there, it was trial and error for hours on end. You know, same thing with recording and being creative and all those things. Like, you know, with, with you know, learning graffiti even, it was what did you learn on your own in watching the people that you bumped into versus now you go on a computer and you just see people do it and you watch techniques. Same thing with the way I learned how to paint. You know, in photography, I learned from scratch. I still believe in everything that we do and learn is from scratch. Nowadays, kids don't do that. And that's kind of the difference. We don't learn the glor- the grassroots of what we what we have, you know. And I think that's a big difference. Is like our education system is still based off of be- even before like grassroots things. It's just information. It's not information based off of anything that's pertinent now, where you can take that information and turn it into what's going on in the world now. But and rather than using Stuff that's just from them. History is what is is the nineties in the eighties now. It's not the sixties and seventies like when we were growing up. Right, right. You know, so you have to adjust that. It hasn't been adjusted. Classic yet. rocks, Guns and Roses. Yeah, I mean, like Wu Tang is going to be in an oldie station someday. You know, like, it's an odd thing to think about, but it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, oldies isn't just a, isn't a title. It has to do with how old music is, and it's like. So they didn't. They never offset that to being like, well, now we got to talk about the '80s and '90s and see how that's relevant now and how it rolled into the world now. So that doesn't make sense that it, that it does that. And you know, we learned it because we were stuck in the middle, so we had to constantly roll it ourselves. 
So we know the grassroots idea because we're fortunately our older siblings grew up more in the 80s than than the 90s, I guess, than like we did. Where the 90s it was somewhat established and the little pieces were there. In the 80s it was, it was, it, the pieces were just scattered all over the place, you know. And with with us we had the box of the puzzle pieces as opposed to just the pieces scattered all over the place. So we were able to learn from them and how they did it and whatever else. Even though their stuff is more technical and they were going for engineering, they were going for what I mean, for what like what did your sister go to go to college for? She went for social work. Yeah, so she's like, it was like your typical things. And now it's different. You don't go to school. You don't even have to go to school for, honestly, I'm going to say 90% of the shit that you end up doing in life. You don't. You well, and I, I wish I did for what I do now. Well, that's the thing. If we we wish that. we had done. Yeah. You know, I, I'm glad I dropped out of college. I do wonder if I stayed in college, what would I do? I would have wasted my time and money in college, I'm even though college was cheap when I was there, you know, because I went to school down south. But it... The, I mean, if anything, I wish I stayed in hairdressing. You know what I mean? But I probably would have been a raging cokehead and an asshole if I stayed in Los Angeles. Yeah, I'd probably be dead right now. And I really would. And if I stayed in Los Angeles, you saw what it was like doing doing it in the fashion world in Los Angeles. It was totally different than out here. By far. Like everything that like your brother and his boyfriend are doing now in that, in that, Jack is really well known now with all the colors. Was stuff I was doing twenty years ago, out there. It just never made it out here, until like I came back here and it was just like the most boring shit I've ever been out there. It was some way more exciting, way more other things. But that's beside the point, you know. But kid, all I know is Zohan says Paul Mitchell is the best. He's got his own school. I didn't go to a Paul Mitchell school. Paul Mitchell. <laughs> Don't mess with the Zohan. The um. Everything. But 90% of the jobs now, you don't need, you know, like, you know, influencer is a job, is a job, like, title that people, know. you know, are told to learn, which oh. I think is a little ridiculous. Like, everyone, like, you, it's almost like inventing, but not really, because you can only influence up to X amount of content anyways, like, hey, better style of living. Uh, well, the problem, this is the problem. When they t- we actually we can get in this we might put that in your notes so we can we got to get back to the influencer thing because we're gonna right now I want to break down into what how we can make adjustments to like w- you just make a comment commentary on what I think we should learn influenza <laughs> <laughs> did it pop up influenza yeah the um I'm just leaving it that's fine what but what I it's kind of starting with like how how would we build it like. I'm, we're, now we're gonna go through high school on those four years of high school, like w- like what we would do because, like I said before, then it should be core stuff and what you're going in high school. What we could decide that then the the, the the grades one through eight should be able to adjust to whatever that is. So build off of what you should learn in high school and all the stuff before then will adjust to that as opposed to vice versa. So we've always we, you and I and everybody else in our age group have always said they should this should be and it should be mandatory you should pass a life class you should know how to balance a checkbook even though we don't have checkbooks all we right you did that though no you did wasn't mandatory i didn't do it in school i did it in deca yeah but that's if you took deca i wasn't allowed to take classes like that they why, wouldn't why, let me why why they wouldn't let me take anything because they because they knew I was trying to shitbag my way through high school so they DECA they, was they, the shit. they forced me to do like the stuff that i that I didn't want to do. Decca was all like the hood kids. Yeah, like it, I don't know why because it was a very valuable course. But 
yeah, it was like hotel management, banking. Yeah, like bank that's management. the stuff. Like, but that should be part of a life class. Hell yeah! Everybody should learn how to do that. Do their taxes. Everybody should learn about the different types of taxes. But whenever you're an in, in, uh, independent contractor, mm-hmm. or you get a W two or a ten, you know, ten ninety nine, whatever, you should learn about those things. You know, like where you're trying to start a fire now. I knew that was gonna happen. Stop playing with it. But you, but you continued to play with it, and you knew it was going to happen. It was getting the heater. I was trying to fix it. Mm. Yeah. But you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. And uh, the um, so it, oh, you should learn about um, finding a job. They should teach you how to get a job interview. Like you said, there's a lot of DECA like, stuff. Wow, we did that. I'm, uh, that but they, but that's, that's the thing. But that, that's not a mandatory thing. We did resumes. We did mock We didn't do any of that. On all the, all the other kids didn't do up. that shit. That, really? No. Damn. That yeah, sucks. Like you didn't learn that like stuff. We did well with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was great. They used to have competition. I don't know how you have a DECA competition. I think. But. Like, I'm still old school trained like that. Like, my resumes, uh, they're set up so formulaic from, like, 1997. But there should be a basic, like, the first half of the year, the first two semesters, or first semester, it's a semester, right? First semester yeah, is, yeah. should be the basis of all that. And then after that, you should break the class up into, like, three parts or two parts where independent contractors will say for the people who want to own businesses and the, you know, or the people who want to be managers, you know what I mean? So you have people who do 1099s versus, you know, um, W-2s. We'll, we'll split it up by taxes. And then there, they teach you how to start your own business. They teach you what you need to do, like where you should go for education. These are the things you should look at. One thing that was great about my um, guidance counselor back then, she didn't say these are your grades, these are the schools you should look at. She goes, what do you want to be? And these are the schools you should like, look think. at. I wanted to go to the Vogue so bad as a kid. My mother wouldn't let me. No, you're not going to the Vogue. And, like, everyone I knew who went to the Vogue pretty much yeah, either did mad drugs, God bless them. Well, had a reputation. Or, yeah, yeah, they did have a reputation. Either did drugs and maybe didn't make it or make fucking bank right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, think, I just had the plumber come. Two and a half hours. Uh, 1250. Yeah. Bang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's the dummy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, working t- I'm working two weeks worth of weeks. Yeah. For twelve fifty. No, it's over. true. It's absolutely true. But they don't teach you like that stuff. Like, yeah. it's 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 sad, and they don't teach you. They don't teach you based off the individual. They teach you as a whole, and it should be broken down to. You know, obviously, they can't teach you as an individual, but they can still break it down to a little bit more. Like you, like you know, like we were it's saying, where where it's like you want a skill job, but you want to work for somebody, which is nothing wrong with work. Like you and I, when we were in school. Like, we had jobs, and I, every job I had since I was 17, I was asked to manage in some form or another. And I could have managed places. I've had more, I've more manager jobs by the time I was, like, 21, 22 in positions than most people out of college would have by the time they're 30. Yeah. Just because my parents or my dad taught me how to work. My mother always worked two jobs. Okay, I think I make about 50 take-home, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not enough. I mean, nothing's enough That's now. all the books. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the thing. Everybody needs their side thing. I got to paint and do other stuff. Yeah. You know, and honestly, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to be a full time painter because I, I, th- like I would have to lose fifty percent of that a year in taxes, and so like it, then you're forced to do more business and hustle more, and it's not worth it. Yeah, I like doing the murals on the side, but I haven't been able to book anything yet. I gotta get that uh, popping. Well, nobody out. really has money right now either and like i have this thing where like people who purchase my paintings are typically people who are you know who appreciate art as opposed to like you know who buy because they want something cool and different you know what i mean as opposed to 
because I price myself out where I think that people, because I think everybody should have a, be able to buy a piece of original art. I think specializing in art deco would be very lucrative. Like people who want specific canvases and colors for certain rooms in their house. Yeah. yeah I mean, I got you. Yeah. You know, even if you started selling them, like if they're art deco, 350 to 500 banging out canvases that are just abstract color line, you know? Mm. Boom. Blasting them out. That Blasting them. Then it wouldn't, you'd be like, ah, this sucks. I mean, know, but it, I mean, it's all different. Like like I said, for me, it's like, it's a good side job. I don't have to pay, um, like, up the ass. I don't want to lose 50% of it in taxes. I don't have to do any of that stuff. I think everybody in this world should be, like, I get shit on. I used to get shit on for my pricing because I didn't price per the market all the time. I priced per the market depending on who, like, not who was buying it, but who that specific thing was marketed to. So if I'm doing, like, celebrity stuff, and it's like, you know, something that's or something that's big is going to get priced that way. But if I'm doing something for me that I want to try out something new or just show something new, those are the things that I think that people, like I said, everybody should be able to have, should be able to afford at least one piece of one of a kind art in their life. And that's how I price it. It's something that I did for me and that's it. I will let it go. Things that I won't let go are the ones hanging in my place right now you know the ones that i won't let go and people typically you do but the ones that are valued the way they should be are valued and it's still sitting here most of the time but i sell them like i said based off of you know i think that everything that people should have should be based off of them should be custom if they can everybody should be able to perform this is the thing you should be able to have a custom piece of art in your house or a -a one-of-a-kind piece of art you should have a custom suit in your life Everybody should have one. A custom pair of shoes if we can afford it. Well, that's a little different. And you should, there's just certain things I think that everybody should have. And it should be affordable to do that, to be able to do that in well, some way like or another. The capitalism of uh, custom, custom gear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But. It's so much of that right now, though. It's so much everywhere. Where I think that if you learn to do it yourself or you find somebody who does specifically what you want, like I will custom. I haven't done any custom stuff in a while because I haven't advertised it. But I do, I prefer denim. I want to bring back the punk rock look of the seventies and eighties. Remember the nineties though, drawing on your like jeans and shit. Yeah, it was a lot of painting on jeans back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was mostly painting. And the markers have gotten way better. <laughs> I didn't. I never did that stuff. No, I always bought them, but I never. I never did it. And um, no, I'm more into the. I'm in more into the studded stuff, the patches. The you know torn stuff, the chains, like that type of stuff. How did we do that? Painted on the chains. I remember, dude. Airbrushed. Everything I, was airbrushed back then. I used then. to have lit jeans. Hmm? Like the Miami Hurricanes guy was all over the place. Yeah, Why was know. that? Was there anyone popular on there? Oh, they were yeah, that was back when um when Michael Irving and all those players were on the team when they were like the hood team of the of the nation. They were yeah. beating everybody, and they were all kids from the hood. Yeah, and that's when remember, Jimmy Johnson was the coach. We were, we were rocking mad Miami Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Gino Toretto was quarterback. You know, but that was way back when. But, um, <clears throat> so, I mean, I think changing the education system so it, it was, it, you know, it's geared toward those things where you're, you know, you're forcing kids to take shit like home ec. And, you know, it basically is cooking class. You know, and that's all it was. If you're going to have people take home ec, they should learn how to actually sew a button on their shirt. Yeah. And no, you should definitely learn how to uh, fix your shirt 
See, like told you it was the igniter. Clothes. Yeah, the red button thing. So that means we got to get a new one. Yeah, but this, this shouldn't cost you barely anything. That sucks. Okay, my, mine, mine went last year, too. It took it, the guy 10 minutes to fix is it. Is it leaking gas? Oh, you have, you have gas? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't have gas. I have oil. I thought you had oil. I don't know. Let me ask. No, we have gas. Oh, that's different. I'm sure the igniter is still the same, though. Sorry, side note. Um, but like you know, you should you should learn how to like in home ec, learn how to actually sew buttons and make things. And I mean, the, the the key to an art class is to learn how to like take things that you're interested in and do it. But there's still a curriculum, right, that you have to follow. Like I didn't take art in high school; I thought it was stupid. I didn't want to. I didn't want to draw learn depth by drawing fruit and furnaces and whatever else that I would see you come home with. I just didn't care about. That. I mean, I understand using different mediums and, and using that stuff and paper mache and shit, but it was too much. It was too much of it. When I would see how long it would take to do, like, you know, to, to make a fucking ashtray or a mug is ridiculous. It's too much time. Yeah. You know, I felt like you should learn, like, you should be able to say, here's colored pencils, here's charcoal, and here's crepa. Now, you know, figure out and make it all work together. You know, and just do it all like that. I, I just felt like it was stretched out too much to something meaningless. Um, and I don't think people, even in college art classes like that, isn't it? Where you still got to take, like, paint certain, like, those type of things to show the depth and to show whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, it was, well, it was all different courses. It was, like, you know, realistic where they would, you'd walk in and the teacher would already have this elaborate, uh, like, still life up. Well, there was uh, life drawing where the, you walk in, you got a variety of nude models. Mm -hmm. All Gross. Yeah. A lot of dicks. The big fat fuckers. <laughs> Gross. I think they did it on purpose with the hiring. Like, just get, get these guys really aware of what the human anatomy looks like. In all different shapes and sizes. You know, so, yeah, like, you had standards and uh, illustration, which is what was my concentration, was... Every week you'd get an assignment, sort of like uh, we did. It was like mainly editorial focus is how he taught us. We'd get an assignment and criteria, and you'd have to just bring your version of it. Yeah, I think art school's a waste of money. Yeah, that's why I wish like I did the two years or so, and then with I we were I was asked if you can go back twenty years exact with one thing to tell yourself. I'd say drop out of school and film everything. Mm. Because. The two years was good. I got a lot of creative stuff, but I didn't need the rest of that. I'm still paying for that shit. Yeah. Um, but if my job I'm doing now in education, um, I wish I uh, mastered and PhD in that instead of now having to wait for my kids to get older to go back to adult, uh, you know, like continuing ed. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I want to end up doing. And go fill in my masses on that. Yeah, I mean, at, at some point you you'll be in position. You just wait, probably wait till your kids get older. So like, I'm 42, and like, I uh, if I got in shape, I'd be good. But I'm still agile. I'm sort of like a a jackal, gazelle. I'm gonna kind of ignore those two analogies that you just turned yourself into. I stretched up the the concrete wall with one leg. Boom! Like Andre the Giant over the rings, just. <sighs> And my father-in-law goes, I wish I could do that. <laughs> I was like, I'm surprised I just did that. Okay. Um, so the gazelle over here. Johnny um, Gazelle. Johnny Gazelle. So we're going to, um, but anyway, so I think that like when you 
breaking it down, we'll kind of break it down in class. We're going off on all these little side tangents. But, I mean, with art class and, you know, those type of things, it's like, I don't know. It's like I, I took photography all four years, and I don't even think there was four years of photography to take because I took my senior year. I didn't have a class. Um, they just gave me a grade in it, and I didn't have to go. <laughs> yeah. That's how I, good I was I took in high photography school. and art, uh, art school. Never, the, um, never in high school. I took technical drawing, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, and that was that was, that was actually a which wasn't could even still elective. Be a good skill. Yes. Oh, I took that. That was in the upstairs. Yeah, Mr. Strange's class. I took that. But um, now science classes. I mean, just biochemistry and earth science, right? Yeah, and then you had like your electives of astronomy and whatever else. But I think, you know, science classes need to be broken like broken down a little bit more i have no problem with the way it's run science is just subjective but i think it needs to be brought up to date with the things that we live with in the world now you can bring it you can combine it with health so all right and health sciences should be a thing you know there should be a year of um learning about the stds and so sex health and science and gender science could now also be taught what the fuck like, is gender science well look we got it we got to modernize right so they can be taught under psychology in a manner, right? No, I wouldn't even. I would not even go there with that. On, on as far as the education, I just think it should be taught. Is psychology a science, yeah. What with gender? Just in general, is psychology? Yeah. No, so just, psychology should not be offered in in high school. No. No, I don't think so. I think it's too specific. Hmm. I we we did have psychology in high school. Yeah. But I think it's too specific. I think it should be replaced with. The more health sciences, how to be nutritious, how to read labels, like that type of stuff, how to look for food. Food has been broken down in so many different pieces that we, we need to understand that. Yeah. Like, this, like, you know, we need to understand how it's affecting our bodies, how it's changed over the years to make girls get bigger boobs when they're like fucking, you know, 10 years old and get their periods at 10 years old, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, why they... You're like, Wasn't there like a documentary put out about like the McDonald's food and uh, the milk the pro milk and cheese commercials yeah i have no idea it was like the yeah but i mean as far as classes are concerned you should learn about those things you should learn about the diseases that you can get the skin disease now everybody's got everybody's allergic to something there's gluten-free there's this and that and all this shit you need to learn about those things and why people have become that way because it's less of this and that because you're not getting exposed to peanuts you're not getting exposed to this and that there should be things that you understand with that stuff what are the medications they're using why what do you need an EpiPen for those are the things like everyday things that are common in life that we need to understand you know and <clears throat> and you can actually roll if you want to get into the psychology of things you can roll mental health in into in a lot of a lot of things that that can be triggered and um you know caused by lack of with bad diets with you know bad behavior that is linked to all that stuff you know and that should be part of a health science thing you know yeah, it really yeah, should yeah. um so i think that's where like the psychology of things is getting too specific i think where it should be more of a college thing but you can touch on it with you know health science as a whole and like you said you want to bring into the gender thing of it you can i don't think that should be taught the way they're it's trying to teach it now gender is a science thing should that should be a biology anatomy thing personally when you want to get into the mental uh, aspect of that thing you can touch on it um gender dysphoria and all that thing but if you're going to teach that stuff you got to teach both sides of it you got to bring in somebody who wants to be 
um, change the agenda, and you got to bring in somebody who wants to change back to the agenda because that's the one story they're never telling is both sides of that story. Hmm. You know, there's so many of those stories. They ban those people on the internet who have had sex changes at young ages and want to go back. They ban those people from telling their story. How fucked up is that? Never even thought about looking into that. Uh, I do remember the case, though, the Australian twins. You know what I'm talking about? No. Was it? They were either English twins or Australian twins that the parents chose to make one of the boys uh, female. I know there's an, there's an English story of a girl who was like, I don't know if she was twins, but that's one of the biggest it's, stories. It ends with a bad ending, but they grew up, realized what happened, and... Uh, Yes, I know the story. It sounds familiar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was, they were twins. Yeah. And they purposely changed one like uh, yeah. right away. And that's Crazy. fucked up. Wicked fucked up. And it's like, it's that's why it's, it is a mental you know disorder. And so, but we can do a whole podcast on that. But that's why it should be kind of rolled into that. But it should be, it's an anatomy, so bi- like, biology thing. You know, but they should bring that stuff into, into social issues to go. And if anything should be a class and not psychology, it should be sociology. And if any, if you're gonna do anything, because you, you could or, or do a cultural class, um, I'm not talking about um, CRT. I'm just talking about. You think so? Current events is history, but just modern history. Modern history, right? Yeah. And civics, social studies would be a manner of history. No, it's like you know, um, it is a manner of history. It's like how we vote and all those things, and our civic duties, the court system, and all that stuff. And then there would be... History. World history. history. And history American history and world history are the other ones, other versions of that. History electives. It should be... History and civics should be a four-year thing. So, all right. Can we talk about different educations real quick? Because student my same age, or at this time, one of my uh, Saudi Arabian friends that I, I work with, me and him were talking about what would be considered, I guess, uh, a U.S. conspiracy of this place called the Great Mud Flood or Tatarian Empire. Have you ever heard of this? No. So I bring it up to him, and I brought it up to my other friend from the Ukraine. And he said both of them, along the same lines of, that's elementary education where we grow up. And I go, to me, I had to find that out at like 40 years old on YouTube. You know, and um, they consider it a conspiracy. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, so just let me go on the iPad real fast for you. See where you lighten that up. All right, you're quicker. Go to go to Google. Tartarian Empire. Why are we bringing this up? Why are you getting? Just because it's they have taught this stuff. Yeah, but the, but the but world, world, the world, uh, the world education system is a lot different than the American education system, That's which is the issue. Like, yeah, but we don't need to get into specifics of of something like that. I don't care well, about we that. We have to compete with that. Yeah, we we already know what we have to compete with, John. We here, we 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 have electives that take to be taught other languages as opposed to be forced to learn English like they do in other like, schools. Dude, Lex was taught six languages in school. Yeah, we're not taught that shit here. It's not a priority. That's in this dope. country. Yeah, I know, and every, every but the rest of the world is like that. Even third world Asia, where I lived, is like that. That's fire. Yeah, we need that shit. I mean, there's a huge difference between, but well, but you, but that, that's the thing. But over there, a part of all of that is the is the kids don't like I said, don't get two months off of school, two and a half months off of school. They don't. They they're. They just have like cycled weeks. No, they just have like the, like in Europe. I guess they have like the six weeks off. That's it. Six weeks is long enough. 
You know, when you're done with yeah, school. It's almost two months anyways, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's a huge difference. If you go late into June and come back at the end of August. Even in this country. It's like eight weeks. Even in this country, schools that do start in August. The schools that start in early August. Like mid, early to mid-August. Over here, we don't start until like fucking September. And you start and two days later, you get a day off. That's ridiculous. They are expanding the year, though. They should. There's enough vacations that the kids get. Enough. You know, but kids should, here, should, like, look at the rest of the world and how they learn. But don't forget, over there, their world history is different than here. You know what I mean? So that's another issue. Like, the, the world history classes here are not long enough. And... They only concentrate on the things that, I guess, more or less affect the, the colonization of America, which is silly, and then the the world wars. And that's really it, like stuff that we were involved in. Like that's the, the history that they talk about. Um, and that's the, that's the problem. Like world history should be world history as a whole, and you should be able to take a, literally a week to cover each major event, whether it's the, you know, each major empire, each major thing, um, you know, as far as who conquered who and who colonized what and kind of work your way through it there if you're doing it. Because classes aren't 45 minutes like they were when we were at school anymore. I, I don't know. I, I'd say so if you have a school year, you break it up quarterly, you do the four hemispheres, and that's how you focus it if you're going to do world history in one subject because I think they all should have, like, their own subjects. You should get a general so generalization of world history. Yeah, but you can't you can't give them their own subjects. That's my point. You, you don't have enough time to do that. World history is way too long to do that. You could do you, you know can where do, you could teach it, and it's where I learned a lot of it is in art history. We did art history one, two, and three. Yeah, and uh, that's where you learning history in general because all that stuff was depicted in in their art so you can do the history of it basically who commissioned it what empire was running who was the rulers because all that shit was like along that bringing you up to a certain date of like but you should be able to take these these say like we'll go down to empires you should be able to take like what the mongolian empire did and see how it affects is literally to this day like what trans? You should be able to link each empire to the next thing, to the next thing, into what we where we at today. That's how history should be done, mm-hmm. you know. And if you, then you're gonna go and then you should do a whole year, literally, on American history, from you know day one on of of coming here and colonizing here. And that way you can properly teach these stupid losers now who think everything is so white based in whatever else, and that. They need to get over this. Like, if you want to talk about slavery and all that stuff, you better talk about slavery and where it came from and how it started with, you know, people buying people, not people stealing people and things of those na- nature, who owned them and every race that owned them and how it's still used, you know, to this, to this day. You know, those type of things. You got to talk about the whole thing, you know? Yeah. And, like, the, like there should be its own part of the the history civic slash civics thing because you can roll American history into modern day um, civics. You don't need to know the history 
to the point where it needs its own separate year. You can roll that into the founding parts of America and roll civics into We were that. breaking this down a little bit with our last one. Uh, we were talking about the CRT, and I just said history should be broken down chronologically. So when you're in school, you're doing this. these events happen this date, and you're bringing it up. You can't do that, though, because you, there's going to be breaks in that. Because you can't associate, you can't stop in 1886, we'll say, and then and then go on to like the next phase or the next presidency or whatever it is, and then say, okay, and then then at the end of the year tie all that into modern day stuff. You can't do that. You well, have to take you, those pieces. You bring it the whole history system, right? Retaught. You bring it up from you know grade school to you know like as you're going up. So like maybe when you're young, you're taught the early dynasties and like uh you know almost christian based i guess you know like jesus time like you're taught these young empires growing up and then second grade you're taught like a boom a next level and you keep going up the level system to where it gets more complex and then you have to summarize and retain all that information when you're in like your high school level they're retesting you on all that early shit you learned to now mm. I could see that, but you know but that means that everything wouldn't be history in high school. You're talking about modern day, but to mm -hmm. now, it shouldn't be modern history, though. That'd be good, because then you're in covered events. But your brain doesn't work that way, though. It could. If it doesn't. It look, you, you, is your son going to sit there and learn about the Roman Empire? Yeah. And like you know, him and all his friends are going to sit there and just yeah. retain all that information. I strongly doubt it. Well, that's why I also think toys, too, back in the day were dope, because they are based off history. You okay, know? but we're not talking so about like, toys. We're talking about... If, let's say if everything starts going with these, uh, each other. Like, my son loves He-Man right now. If yeah. He-Man was really based off, like, the Mongolian Empire and shit like that, he would learn like that. Like if. But, they, but that's not how school teach, schools teach, and you know that. We can't sit there so, and come up with ways but that... But old cartoons were like that. Yeah, but that's old cartoons. So they we don't. Have, we like, don't. But that's old cartoons. We're in modern day. We can't... You can't take something necessarily well, that doesn't that exist. space show that was like... Odysseus and something, but it was like a Voltron, but his name was still Odysseus, and he, like the villains were modernized like gods. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we don't do that though, and that's yeah. not how it works, unfortunately. But your son's a visual learner, so that's a lot different. Where you got not everybody's like that. Mm. <clears throat> I don't think a lot of kids would really retain that. Do you remember any of that stuff from elementary school? I remember I learned a lot of old history based off these old Japan animations that my aunt would have on VHS. Okay, I'm talking about what you learned in school, not what you learned on your own. What I learned in school was, uh, like, things that I recall earliest is, like, the Wright brothers, you know, like, Ben Franklin stuff. But we never learned Ben Franklin, like, was a, like we a highly to, hated we man. We went to Sturford Village. No, like, that history, uh, that I guess. So now, again, if we re-educate the whole system to program it, into what you're learning comprehensively, the the vile history of say Ben Franklin or other people would come when you're later in age. You know, mm -hmm. and that goes back to CRT being an advanced elective. I mean, I think if you should take if you're going to do anything, we should just take the Wikipedia version and teach it until eighth grade, and then high school you get into the details of it. If you're going to do world history, yeah, which is why like. I like talking about Flat Earth, and my son has obviously stumbled on something on YouTube, right? And I will never go down the rabbit hole with him at all for him to go into public school and be like, oh, but my dad said the Earth's flat. So I'm like, yeah, no, round Earth, maybe. 
ground earth. Don't know, don't believe that shit. Whether I believe it or not, I want him to pass his school so he gets good grades and buys me a house. You with flat earth people blow my mind. You know what I'm saying? You mind if I rip one on, on camera? You think that picked up? Yep, I know it did. That's sick. Can you enhance that? No. It's <laughs> disgusting. Um, you know, and then we can, you know, break it down to English and change the books that they read and make stuff more viable to now. I understand why they want you to read Catcher in the Rye and Huck Finn and all that shit, but it's not, it didn't, when we read those books, if you actually read them, I don't know if you were a Cliff Notes guy or what, but... I always just somehow. If you read those books, they were just like, it was just, you can't give coming of age stories to kids who are coming of age. You just can't. It doesn't interest them. It it, it doesn't make sense to them because they have no, they have no association with it. You need stories in modern day stuff that associates with them personally. I can't recall any book I fully read. I'm not even Yeah, I'm not surprised. I don't even think you've ever read a full book. I don't think I ever have read a full book. Yeah. So. That's sad. It is sad. You're an adult who has never read a full book. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but that needs to change. It needs to be like you, you know, in school, what, in class, we're reading Romeo and Juliet. And like, I, why did why did we have to translate fucking Shakespeare? It's terrible. Aren't they trying to cancel Shakespeare? I don't know. They're trying to cancel everything. But I mean, we don't need to learn Shakespeare anyway. You can overview it, but you don't need to make, get tested on it. Well, he was only great for his imagination, right? The way he wrote things. Yeah. Like metaphors and similes and stuff. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of stories now are taken from whatever he's... And, and there's, there's even controversy that said he didn't write those fucking stories anyway. Oh, well, this, oh yeah, so he's also great for setting up the great formulas. The tragedies. Yeah. and But, I mean, you can get that anywhere now in a modern time and teach the same lesson. All are also based off history, too. Yeah, but you can... We're not talking about history. Drop the history thing. Drop it. Stop. Right. We're, at, we're in English class now. But this is education. We're not. We're in English class now. In, we're okay. in English class now. English. English, not history class. English, English was great on realistic events. Fiction. Non-fiction. Non-fiction. Yes. But fiction is also great. English, you should learn vocabulary the proper way, not by reading a book. Yeah. I mean, reading words and then memorizing. It shouldn't be done by memorization. It should be learned through association personally yeah. um, and how you use it. I think it's a stupid part of You should not have a whole semester based off vocabulary. You should English should be taught in an associative manner of, if anything, you wanted to go into the history of it, it's the adjustments, how words have changed in phrases and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And getting history, I mean, English class would be way more fun. And you should definitely teach kids how to write. Yeah. Properly. Properly. And you should have to be, kids should be taught how to write emotionally, properly, and with the proper basic punctuation. Creative writing should not be a way of passing an English course. Um, that was one of my college electives that I needed at art school. And for me, it was awesome because he was, the teacher was great. I crushed it in creative, creative writing, but... I laughed at this was my English grade to pass because there was nothing. And, like, I think that's something for kids to learn as well once their brain... Again, all these creative parts should be taught once you learn the formal basis of everything. And almost master it. Yeah. Yeah. You should be able to sit there and, like, just like when you learn how to write, Mm -hmm. like, the letters. 
start with basic block letters and you 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 form, you can form from there and you should be able to build the right basic sentences basic things to get people to understand everybody all the same all different people understand one thing and then from there you can adjust it and give your identity to that writing mm -hmm. and but you should be able to understand proper punctuation and those things as well which you're going to get out of the basic writing in communications because once you take those writings and you learn to communicate in english should be a communication class it should not be a technical class this should be also be a communications class yeah, yeah, yeah. you should learn how to publicly speak that should be a mandatory class public it's, speaking would also be in civics or something right yeah, but you could do it in English because you got to learn to enunciate. You got to learn to pause. You yeah. got to learn to use emotions. You got there's so much you got to learn. I love public speaking personally, and but that wasn't something we all loved to do. I didn't like it in high school. I was just wanted to sit there and whatever. But no one paid attention, so that's how I learned to 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 do it. Was because I realized most people aren't paying attention. Yeah. So I had to find ways to make it interesting. So I would I when I used to do this mentoring program at the high school where I had to go in and speak to kids about career choices and stuff like that and so i'd make it interesting or i'd bombard these kids with shit they should never even even worry about in high school you know just to get people to pay attention you know and then the other guys who were there like the the lawyer there was a lawyer there one time and there was a um a realtor and they're like damn you really like grilled those kids because like dude, someone told me they wanted to be like like an uh, interior designer and i was just like <laughs> i bombarded us like well, what are you gonna do that girl wants to be one what are you gonna do here but I go, those are the things you gotta think about though yeah you know, and but there was stuff that you would probably bombard a, a college kid with. But nowadays, you would bombard these kids with that because kids can do that stuff out of high school. You know, like we discussed discussed earlier. But but that was the thing. I would learn how to do that, and make it like you know, throw a little bit of emotion in it, and like stump kids or whatever else to get them to speak. And I'd look go in there dressed like a hairdresser. You know, I wouldn't go in there dressed in like a suit. I would dress like an LA hairdresser. So I was in leather pants and, you know, a funky shirt, you know, and so it stood out. So it, you like, those are the things you would do. And then when I went to photography school, we had to learn how to public speak. So I made it more emotional um, and more on point when my storytelling. So I made it into a story thing. And that's why I had, I eventually learned how to do it. But I sucked at writing in, in high school. I was terrible at it. And when I went to college that one year, I had a young, um, master's student as my English teacher and I would just I presented her with a bunch of like that's when I was like um I would used to write notebooks a lot so I just like a bunch of poems and creative writing things that I did so she would kind of go through it and she'd just leave her notes and now from there I had learned how to write to people over the years because eventually I started leaving letters for people and transfer those emotions but I would think my this is probably goes back to English classes was it my junior or senior year i was again i was given a class by myself this is the type of student i was they gave me classes by myself um you know an english class by myself so i got to learn more i learned better how to communicate because i didn't know how to communicate when i was younger properly emotionally so once i was able to do that on paper and realized that you know the value of doing that it changed and became a vocal thing you know once i got over a few boundaries in life and whatever else and learn to actually be open and speak about my issues and realize that I'm not the only one who has certain issues and whatever else and express the emotions that weren't just angry. I was so angry back then. You know, we were all, we, when we're younger, especially, we, all, we can express our anger really well because we know you're angry, but you can never express our happiness mm -hmm. or our lessons and the things that make us content. We can never express those or a sadness, especially. So I had to learn to kind of think, well, if I can do this, I can do this. So when I learned how to do everything properly, it changed everything for me in my writings and my communication skills on a regular basis. And somebody who was, 
you know, always looked at as like a little different back then, you know, with the tattoos and the piercings before it became a mainstream thing nowadays. You had to do those things to look, you had to, you couldn't be what they thought you were. Right. I had to go meet girls' parents, dude. You know, that ain't easy when you look like, you know, when you dress like I, we did or you look like I did or whatever, especially if you have a little bit of darker skin tone. You know, it was when we're still in that transition in time where, you know, it was okay to be Italian dating a, an Asian person or whatever, but it Shaved was... Shaved eyebrows and colored hair. Yeah, exactly. So it was like you had to, you know, talk to them properly. You didn't have to talk to them with slang and be that kid. You talked to them properly. You shook their hand and you, you showed them you weren't a shitbag. Whether however you talk to your, your friends is one thing. But but back then, I learned to never really use slang. I don't like slang. I'm not a slang person. I think it's kind of silly. I think it's fun in the right moments, but people who live by that, it's like the people who text but can't text the whole fucking word. I love slang. You know? But you but you use slang in a comedic way, which is fine. You know, like, but I don't say the things that you do. Like, I, I still say bye on the phone. You know what I mean? You say peace. You know, I was never that person. You know what I mean? Like, I'll still use, I'll, like, slang I'll use is, like, cool or, like, dope every once in a while. But I do use slang in a comedic way. Like You do, because you it's a loosened way, but that's your communication. That's who you've always been, though. You don't use it as, a, like, you know, like, uh, as an identity thing. I love modern slang is fire. But you, but that's the thing. You use it in a comforting way. There's a difference where people like you had certain people like that's where the whole wigger attitude came from in the in the eighties was like in the nineties is that these kids would try to talk like they were from somewhere and make it who they are and it's not that's not your language. Like it's funny like when I see uh, some of the kids in the hallway and I'm like yo peep the drip and like <laughs> talking about their gear and shit. yeah they're like yo it's so funny. But that's the thing like you don't sit there and like make, you know and like throw all that those, those words in regular conversation out there. Right right right. So like that's the difference and. You know, and that's so how I learned how to, like, communicate. So communicating in English class should be a thing. Because if we learn it when we're younger, it will help us a lot more when we get jobs. You know, when you get up those management positions better. I mean, that's how I was able to excel so quickly on jobs that I really didn't care to excel in. You know, but that's just because I've learned to, to, to form it into my regular life and, and use it in proper times at a young age, fortunately. You know, and it helped me get make more money. It helped me do things I didn't really wasn't shooting for. Mm-hmm. You know, it just happens, and it still happens to this day. Except now at my job, I don't want those things. You know, there's other freedoms, other things I prefer. But in the long run, it helps you and help, will help the kids. You know, like if even as a coach, you had quiet kids, and yeah. you just wish you would say more, and you try to like be the coach that can be like, not like forget about them, because there's a lot of coaches that do that, and it's unfair. You know, because the quiet kids can do a lot more than think you think. Guidance counselors uh, still have good jobs, <sighs> dude. I think guidance counselors are part of the problem now. Just like I think some of the teachers are part of the problem. I think there should be like life coaches in high school. I think you're right. I think I think it should be part of being a guidance counselor. But I think you know what though? I don't know because it could be part of being a guidance counselor. It's if they don't push it enough for you to understand that. You know what I mean? The importance of these guidance counselors. Yeah. Either so that could be also be an issue where I mean what do you I, need to be a guidance counselor. Probably a social work and education degree. In some in somewhere or another, I'm sure it's a social work thing, a part of social work. Your sister would know. You know. I think I would crush it as a guidance counselor. You probably would. Probably do really well as a guidance counselor. Hmm. I mean, that's always been kind of your thing, anyway. You know. We'll check that out. You should ask Scott. You might know. Uh-huh. Based off of his job. But um 
But I mean, this, this, but we weren't taught to talk to adults back then. Like when I coached, I made it so the kids could talk to me. I got to answer all the ones the wife text. When they um, when they when they had problems, like if they didn't want to tell their parents, or they got in trouble with the police, or when they got in trouble at a school event, you know, they would call me or text me or whatever we did back then, or they tell me, you know, next practice what was going on, but you know, you know, I could discipline them properly or talk to them properly and i would not i wasn't i'm not big on giving advice i just give them stories and examples and they can kind of take of it what they want and we weren't necessarily taught that that's what coaches were part of being because i think coaches are looked at differently than um our teachers and some of us we had teachers that were great that helped us and would be there for students as well and i think that they're, that not teaching kids to communicate those ways is a, is a thing. You know, they don't offer that, like you said, as a guidance counselors and people to to assist kids in growing. I mean, I understand there's parents going to be involved too, but parents are working at the same time. Parents can do their part to round their kids, but there still needs to be extra. Like they say, it takes a village, you know, and those are those extras because kids aren't always going to, as we know, 100% trust their parents. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the way it is. We always look for outside resources. Even now we do. Like, we'll sit there and we'll talk to a stranger about a problem because we don't want to bring it up to somebody else just because we want an outside perspective. We don't want to be judged. And that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we need those type of people in our lives. And at a young age, you need to learn those things to help you move forward. So there's not, a lot of, not enough life lesson stuff. I'm not saying, like, you and I were bringing up the education from other countries. It's very stern, especially in Asia where you got China and, you know, in Asia overall, actually, you know, in Japan, where it's like very technical, very disciplined, and that's your whole life. It should not be that way, personally. I think you should be, school should be the job of a kid. Like an adult has a job they go to, the school is a job for the kid. Yeah. And it should be treated as such. And well, that's why you get to file ex- uh, exempt a student on your taxes when you're working in high school or college. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that stuff. So. Like whenever I was working in college or high school, I never had to pay taxes. You just got your straight check. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, Pretty sweet. But the when you when you do those um, those I don't know. It's just like I feel like it's it, that's like, you're, like you obviously you can get a job while you're still in school. I don't see that. Um, I don't think you necessarily should. I think school should be your job. I think you have your whole life to work. In school, you should be educated, and you should be look tell, told what to look at, you know, outside of school. I mean, like, there's some people who believe that you don't even need a high school degree. I think you should get a high school diploma because it's the easiest diploma that you can get. And if you can't prove that yourself that you can get the easiest diploma you can get, then you're an idiot. If you could test out of it, though. Like, if you're already advanced enough to test out of it. And excel to others, then why not? Like, that's if you can excel to others. I'm talking about people not going to high school and then doing no education afterwards. All right, so that brings up your influencer right there. If they somehow popping, then get it. That's capitalism. You should still finish high school. I'm sorry, but if you don't need to, then don't do it. But you you can't be an influence. These aren't job. These aren't jobs forever. That's the thing they don't tell you. An influencer should tell you. But if you make $4 billion at 16. Who's making $4 billion at 16? Uh, I don't know. But Name a person who's making $4 billion at 16. Kendall, Kylie, Jenna. They, um, were, brought up, they were brought up celebrities. That's a 
totally different thing. I know. That's not the same thing. You're talking Joe Schmo, nobody in public school, John. Not two private school jewels. Right, who's one of the little kids that, I don't think she's a billionaire, she ain't. That Jojo Siwa. I have no idea who that is. She's like, she. I don't think she was born with the money. She just had a, a gig and it bit for like the kids. I think she makes pretty decent money, probably. Who is she? She's like one of the little kids, like, she's now, she's older now, but like my daughter used to watch her. All right, other kid sensation. Mr. Beast, was he born into money? I don't know who that is. I don't know who any of these people are. These are like, I'm trying to think of influences that kids Yeah, but are. see, those are accidental influences. Those aren't kids going, I want to be an influencer. Well, the Paul brothers brought into money. They're probably self-made. Logan and Jake, right? This is the difference, all right? What you're pointing out, and I think what a lot of people have a problem with is as far as educating themselves on it, this would be you, me, anybody back then who wanted to be a rapper or an actor or whatever else is. We are literally not saying that we can't do it, but we can't take, and every actor will tell you this in Hollywood. You know what the average pay for an actor in Hollywood is? Like a, a SAG actor in Hollywood. Like yearly salaries. Pay. I know to rent one. No, yearly income. Average? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, the average. Like 120? Five grand. That's the minimal you have to pay. No, that is the average. No, you... No, that's the average income of a SAG actor in Hollywood. Well, for us to get slain, we'd have to give him $5,000. That's slain. This is the problem. You were looking at the top half percent of people. He's probably in 1%. That's what the problem is. You're going to realize who's making up the other 99% of the influencers, the celebrities. That's who you're most likely going to be. You can shoot to be Tom Cruise, but you know what you're going to do to be Tom Cruise? You're going to be part of the other 99% for a long time, possibly, most likely. You know, and that's the same thing with influencers. You Slane's can pick. not in the top one percent. Is that what you're saying? Uh, he was only five thousand because that's the minimal you have to pay a SAG person for the day. Even like uh, Conan that's O'Brien's for, system. But that's a day, John. Yeah, Conan O'Brien's system. Would be I'm insane. talking about yearly income. That's if minimal. He's, if he's making that a day and works more than, it literally works, um, like twenty days. He's making more than the average. So that means there's a lot of SAG workers not working. Because to get a SAG job, you literally just got to say one line in, in anything that's SAG promoted. So if that's the average, because that's the lowest rate you can pay a SAG person. Mm-hmm. Means that a lot of them aren't working. They suck. Yeah. Bad actors. And that's ninety-nine percent of the people, just like or canceled. Just like ninety-nine percent of the, the of these influencers aren't actually doing shit. So if this is the reality of it. You can give that as an option, which is fine. Shoot for it and make sure you're telling the kid to be the best <laughs> that you're going to be at it and see where it goes. But you got to be ready for a long time, whether a long time now for the kids is a year, literally, that nothing's going to happen. You know, we could sit here and you look at any YouTuber who has a million followers, and they'll tell you how long it initially took them. They've, been, they've had their accounts since 2010, 2011, 2012. It's, and then all of a sudden, whatever they were doing caught on five years later and then it exploded. That's the, that's or, or it took them that long to find out the formula that worked because they kept trying things. It's like us with the podcast; we keep trying things until it catches on. And but you got to realize, you if you're gonna do something, you got to do it because you love it, not because you want to make money at it. And that's the that's what that's the difference between being a creative person, as a, prof- a professional creative, mm-hmm. and a professional anything else. It really is. So having these influencer 
um, options that they're giving kids. Like that was you who told me that. I don't know. It was my neighbor who teaches in Lowell, um, who was telling me like that's like a thing that they put on job lists of like you know you give the kids like you know what job options when you get out of school or whatever else. An influencer was on the list. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me and you, we saw that uh, when we were. Was that what it was? Growing up, nineties. It's 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 crazy, and I don't think it's bad. I think one of the top ten jobs for kids to choose from right now out of high school. That's crazy. Yeah, and I think that, but I think it's I mean, if they can do it, go for it. But here's the like I say, here's a problem with it. And I noticed this. I was when when YouTube started being a big thing, and I was doing a lot of work with Jenna. You know, <laughs> fucking influencer. And Jenna used to tell me she, this is before the, the term influencer became a thing. And she would tell me she goes the people nowadays like her boyfriend's um, friends were all mad because they weren't millionaires out of college. There's this, so this mentality, it's a new generation, this is the early, this is 2010 on, we'll say, is this mentality that you need to, uh, the success, and that's why the, the, the instant success, when it, when it's not long-lasting success, it's instant success, and that's why those jobs, like you were discussing earlier with the industry jobs, with being a plumber and being, um, you know, a tech person and whatever, um, excuse me, those technical jobs are in such high demands, because A, now people want to do it, but back then, we'll say a decade and a half ago, nobody wanted to do it because it wasn't a thing, because they wanted this instant success, not realizing that by 25, you're going to be making more money than you would by 25 coming out of college, and you can still turn those successes into more success with the HGTVs, with the YouTube channels, with the educational websites, with so much other things, but they need to teach you that. You can sure you can be an influencer on fashion, and clothing and yoga pants because you have a nice bottom or you have a nice set of boobs or whatever. You have a skinny waist. But you know what you should do? You should go out and figure out how to make those clothes. You should go and work for one of those designers in those offices and influence at the same time. That way you're learning both. You know you know that, that old saying, don't hate the play, hate the game. That if you can make it just off your ass, fucking go for it. Of course, but no. But this is yeah, the, I mean, but this is the thing. Nobody's. This is this is my my theory on it. Nobody's purposely making it. No one's going. This is my route. I'm going to take, and this is exactly like uh, I want to be make five million dollars this year. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about business model as far as like I own a business. This is what I want to do. I'm talking about an influencer. I'm going to make five million dollars this year, and this is how I'm going to do it. I can guarantee you that none of those influencers who make that money did any did that made that list and did it. It's all accidental, and it it happens because, and not say it's a happy accident, but it's an educated happy accident because those accidents are, I'm going to try 20 things, 100 things this week, and one of them's going to stick. And the one that sticks is the one that I'm going to roll with. I think The Rock's a big influencer, like a positive person. Mm-hmm. Is it is it The Rock or someone I saw, a celebrity, that said, I'm going to have this amount of money in my bank by this age, and they drove hard. And just kept doing what they needed for their career, and they got it. And, it, and I guarantee you, he didn't write down the whole thing. This is how he was going to do it and got there. He didn't. He just got to his goal. Look at the guy who owns, like, um, like coconut water in those businesses, the billionaire. I forget his name. Jesse Isley. Eisen. Eisen? <laughs> Ron Eisley. Isley. Whatever. The guy who used to be the rapper, the white guy. I don't know. You know who he is? No. He's a he became a billionaire. He used to he did that um that song College Girls Are Easy back in the eight, late 80s early 90s. Nope. And he invented coconut coconut water? 
someone came to him with the idea for coconut water, and he had literally only had twenty grand he got from like his um, record company or whatever. He found somebody to give it to him, and he invested in it and made millions, obviously. And then this was in the nineties, and then he just kept rolling it into other businesses, and he's a billionaire now. He's our age, a little older. His wife's a billionaire too. She came up with like the original like mainstream yoga pants. Wow. She's a billionaire. She's a genius. Yep. All on her own. And he would, so what he does is he just basically spends the rest of his time, besides making billions, is um, challenging his body physically and stuff like that, doing weird shit, but writing books about it. It's great. Great story. It's funny as hell. But happy accidents. You don't, he didn't say, I want to be a billionaire. Everybody, this is the thing. Everybody wants to be a billionaire. You know I what think, I mean? So it's, uh, like, it's, uh, but it's like, what did you do to get there? This this goes with education and misinformation, right? Um, does music or art imitate life or vice versa, right? Because each kid wants to get to have a million by X amount of years because you keep hearing, I touched my first million at age 17. I touched my first million at age 15. You know what I mean? So everyone's trying to touch their first million, right? And... Is that because they're being influenced by what they're seeing through their eyes uh, in the entertainment outlets? So what are you getting at here? In misinformation, like if we're canceling. Oh, dude, it's all it's all misinformation. Certain things, but we allow other misinformation because even though I don't, I'm not trying to sound old or censor anything because I like listening to dumb shit, you know, but. I just like to also provoke thought to the matter of I like Alex Jones's old stuff because it was funny and fun for me to listen to that shit. But I never took it as misinformation. I just liked listening to him rant. So, but that's what you like listening to certain songs that are crazy violent, whether whatever genre it is, right? That would be considered the same content as listening to Alex Jones. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I think that, the, but you know what that comes the difference with that is, is how your parents raise you. That's a parental thing, I think. Like you educate your kids well with the whole devil thing in the house and the reasons why you can't have certain toys or do certain things. Did you bring that thing home? Yeah, it's, it's on my table. Not um, collection yet. No, and then, um, but like my parents did the same thing. You know, whether it was consciously or subconsciously, with me was I used to listen to all that stuff, like the inner city stuff and like Body Count. You know, I love the Body Count album till still to this day. That first album's. Like, goes awesome. Wicked the whole album is fantastic, and I don't think it's a good album. But I think it's a great album. I think I think the stories tell, he's telling it I is love very the stories, truthful. But their music just wasn't. I love the music. Really? Oh my god! I think it's awesome. How heavy it is and everything. I don't love it. Like Ice T. Think it was great. I love them. The musicians are crazy. Mm -hmm. They could play their asses. Off. I thought it was a great combination. I thought it was a break from everything we listened to back then. He just didn't sing for me. I don't know. Really? That's no. fine. I mean, I, I love metal. I love it. It wasn't like Living Color. Living Color was dope. No, because I don't. He wasn't melodic in his singing at all. He didn't speak. He didn't do that. He spoke in his music. That's why he I liked it. He did. Yeah, and and I, I just, liked that. Easy E was the same way. That's why I was a huge Easy E fan. He just but spoke. That's rap. Like Ice T rap. I love Ice T rap. I literally do. Like OG is one of my favorite albums. I but you gotta remember how angry I was as a kid too. So when he was like, but there goes the neighborhood's really good. But that's like him talking. Or remember Born Dead? He's like L A. Born dead, you know, like those songs are good. The whole album of that, I liked it. I, I, I liked it more for the like the story in the music. I didn't break it down to the like 
you know, to the to the technical aspects, like to that point. So I didn't care. Yeah. It did everything that I wanted to do. It made me like bop my head, go crazy, and told a great story. That's what I liked about it. But he was the cop killer who only played cops in his movie roles. <laughs> yeah. T V roles. I think that was the stipulation he had to get that song out. <laughs> but um you know, I think that if that's it's like I said, a, a parental thing where if, like you said, I touched my first mill at seventeen. Well, what does that mean? Does it mean you actually had a million dollars at seventeen? Probably not. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, did, did you reach? Did that's you? That's what they're portraying. Of course they are. But I mean, that's the thing that you're portraying whatever. I mean, that's the problem. And well, that's the problem with everything now. Anyway, you look at influencers online. Most of them are portraying a lifestyle they don't have. Right. You know they. You know like. But who's putting up the money for them to rent the houses in those cars? They do it themselves. I don't know. I don't know. Like, they, a lot of people cheese their, their ways into it. There's people who say, oh, I'm an influencer. You know, let me borrow this. And there's people who fall for it. There are situations where you are at a job and you can borrow somebody's car. Anybody in any big city, in the right city, especially if they're pretty enough or whatever, or good or cute enough or whatnot, can meet somebody in the, who has that. I mean, I lived in L.A. I knew everybody had everything. You know what I mean? I could have balled whatever. Like right now, the new trend is uh, inner city insults, which is hilarious. It's sort of like, you know, know. you know who Nems is? No. He's been around forever in like the hip hop community, but he's recently got a huge buzz over like the past year or so of just being on the block and just going like, don't ever disrespect me looking like the, <laughs> the new age fucking, who are the dudes from WWE that the Australian Bushwhackers? Like, or like, don't ever look, disrespect me looking like Vince Neil on crack. Like, with old lady walking by. And so now people are literally in Boston bing-bonging people. Like, uh, Papa got bing-bonged yesterday in Boston. He, they made fun of him. They called my daughter Dora the Explorer. You know, like... I have just, no idea who the, who's they. Just people on the internet, like, on the block, literally just... Commentary? Just smashing people walking by with insults. It's funny. Oh. It's funny as hell. Um, but I mean, that's well, that's the thing that's not going to last forever, though. You know no, I mean? but it but is funny. Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. But that's uh, how they make that quick money. Yeah, and that's it. It's quick money. It's not. It's not like that's how you reach your millions. Not millions of dollars, but millions of viewers. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, but that's the like the difference. And like you said, I mean, if you can grab it, take it. You know, and that's fine. I mean, we're, we're probably, you and I are probably good examples of not grabbing it and taking it. Have plenty yeah. of opportunities. Um, but, you, you know, in, but nowadays it's easier and you should because nothing lasts. So like a lot of these influencers don't, um, like I said, like if you go, if you're an athlete, say you're an Olympic athlete. I found this out. If you're an Olympic athlete and you go to like the Olympic training center, they have literally fake private jet setups for you to sit there and take photos of yourself. Look like you're on a private jet. The lighting's there and everything. That's sick. You know, and but it's all fake stuff. I mean, we already knew the regular influencers, like the hot girls, like look at me at this palm tree. We you know ninety nine percent of them are fake. Um, it just it's just you know guys looking at TNA. Um, same thing with you know good looking guys. The good looking guys are just as notorious for it. You know, and that's the problem is that like if you can't be as a parent or as an education system, be like, yeah, you want to be an influencer, sure. If, like, your son wants to be an influencer for, um, we'll say, Montana pens or whatever, you know, in, in artwork and graffiti, well, he should have fuck better learn how to paint. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you should, if you want to be an influencer for certain clothes and not just reap the benefits of it, then you should know about those clothes. Because you know the what? The history of it. Yeah. Exactly. You should get into the clothing line. Learn about it. It's not, it, it, because somewhere down the line, you might want to know that stuff anyway. You can do both. You know who uh, specializes on influences like that is uh, Jeff Goldblum right now. Yeah. With his TV show. Like, he modernizes it for kids, but he goes to, like, the influencer's of good focus like he has one whole episode on denim and he goes to like this lady who has a huge online following with like the history of denims and like she broke but that's but that's the thing like dots that's where where we can roll that all the way back to changing curriculum in school where you get where like i say like we like i've always wanted to open an art school that was called Analog Arts, where you taught kids how to make their own paints and learn how to do everything um, with with essentially nothing and learn how to record on with static on tape decks and on tape rails and those type of things. Because you, in photography, learn how to, um, you know, take pictures on film and learn how to understand the stress of getting everything perfect before the final product. To, to get that final product mm-hmm. you need the perfect colors to make like you know why would look at all those world those paintings that everybody talks about like the from da vinci and whoever else and what did they have to make those things and to make those inventions what was the class that i took was lithography which is another old study you're making me think about like kids being taught old ways of documentation you know because i'm looking at we're recording into the computer through the the board and everything but you're talking about recording on tapes and rails which what is the most sustainable easiest way to document stuff so like on wax uh penicillin on wax who's whose album was that i don't know tim doug i don't know tim tim doug yeah that's funny um yeah like so lithography was etching not even etching on stone but like using some sort of a waxing it was how they started making original presses on stone and pressing papers and making some of the original like first copies mm-hmm. um teaching kids those ways like you're saying would be great because when sh- if shit ever hit the fan where like that's a thing computers don't work yeah there could be a world where you are well that's where i had trouble with the where Amazon, when they first came out with the Kindles and stuff, because I was like, well, who's going to be writing the books down when these things crash? You know, like, what, what, how's things going to get recorded if the tablets no longer have history that was being recorded? Well, people, they still make books. I mean, you have the option of having just a digital like, book. Does or- Pfizer have written documentation of their data, or is it all digital where it can get crashed? Uh, I think all those type of documents are actually still printed out and put into paper form, to be honest with you. Um, but you're right. And I, but I think that's why I think everybody should learn the history of of every that of their discipline. You know, like you should, if, if you, especially if you're going to get into the manufacturing of it, whether it's you're manufacturing a song or a painting, you should understand how that beat was made, how those songs were written, and know the history of music. To, not to, to be a professional at it. You don't need your PhD at it. You just need to understand where did those beat come from and the understanding of it. You know, you, you should have a slight inkling of how to read music, you know, just to know. Yeah. Um, and it just should always be that mentality that all this might not be here, like you said. And the key important part of that is that you can take all that shit 
in recreate something to work now. And a lot of people don't realize, like, film is making a huge comeback again in photography um, because you're losing out to digital art, which is boring. I think it's boring because you can, you can paint, draw, or whatever, and, you, and, and say that's it in five minutes because you can erase and do and erase and do, you know, um, redo in, in an instant. And same thing with photography. It's so fake now with all these apps and everything that can change and erase things so easily. As far as, like, photography and filters and effects... For me, photography is composition and what you can compose in that surface you're using. No, comp- photography is the simplest thing. The simplest Photography at its simplest point is, is literally the capture of light, and that's all it is. You're capturing light. Now, how are you going to influence that light? It's not, you're not, it's not necessarily the composition of the subject. It's the composition of the light that matters. You know, I could sit there and put the most beautiful bouquet of flowers together. If it's not lit correctly, it don't fucking matter. Well, I want to see how you arrange that surface that's whether it's painting or photography even if it's just a honed still in lighting wallpaper it's still lighting because if you don't have proper light source on the painting it's still then it's not going to be the, the same painting yeah but you know let, what i mean let's say i zoom in on just a piece of surface of your wall with a camera mm-hmm. right yeah i mean the lighting you're right but if i just wanted like just a little inch if i move that light one inch to the left, it's gonna it's gonna make the a difference. Yeah, because that texture on the wall is gonna change. Yeah, so so it's it's it, like I said, it's for a painting, it's the same. That painting on my wall, you know, I get dark spots and light spots. If that light wasn't on her face, it was on her butt instead, it would look like a totally different painting. Yeah, you know, it's it's light has a lot more to do with with art than people really realize. And you, like you said, you can arrange anything you want. I could pose a model any way I want. It it's gonna look flat as shit if I don't put the right depth in same thing with a painting and you know and even by the action figures we took a bunch of action figures you know and put them in my in my yard and built a whole little mini um diorama i mean yeah and we lit the whole thing it'd just be a whole lit up set but if you make a light box work it suffuses light that's all it spreads it softly can't you take pictures somehow with that with old film what do you mean i think we had to do that like yeah so what happens is if you have like, see how, like, when you look at what's on the table now, like, we, I have two action figures on the table. You can, there's a dark side and a light side. But the light box, you would light the whole thing evenly. No, That's like, um, it's like a box camera, right? No, it's a light box. You put a piece of film in that, and then you lift up the light of, like, something you're taking a picture of, and then shut it. Oh, like a brownie. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a pinhole school, camera. Yes, old school cameras. Yeah. And how do they invent that? That's pretty cool. Well, this is a whole different idea. Yeah, <laughs> we can do a whole art series at some point. Um, but, the, the, but the point is, is being that, like, if you could teach people to understand the 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 basic, or even know that there is a basic beginning of something, mm-hmm. understanding what's going on now is what's important. If we go back to the health thing, if you understand where the allergy started, you can understand why you have that allergy and how to treat it. You just can't say you have this allergy and treat it. Why do you have that allergy and how you, can you prevent it? If you have a skin disease, is it because you didn't drink enough water or is it because the water you're drinking is bad? Why? Let's figure out why and what we can do to fix it. What are they doing in, in, in what did they do 400 years ago? It was like, I prefer Eastern medicine over medication. So why? 
You know what I mean? What did they do and what did they try? I'm not talking about the stupid shit like rhino horns and shit like that, but actual stuff they used. Mm-hmm. So like, let's look into those. Know that there's something that exists and just kind of figure out like those are the things you got to look for. We need to learn those things and it helps us with our jobs to understand people, understand ourselves, understand our interests more efficiently and it helps you, and like I said, it helps you communicate on an overall basis because now you have an, a deeper understanding a lot quicker when somebody poses a problem to you, whether it's a customer, whether it's a coworker, whether it's a child, whether it's a, a student, whether it's a, you know, your friend, you can be like, oh yeah, I've read about this, but you're not going to say that in your head, but you're going to be like, I understand what you're talking about because I've seen the situation before. So it, it forces you to pursue more and understand more rather than just do more. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, There's half this country we discuss on a political level just wants to be told what to do, but why? Because these are a mo- lot of college educated people, the blue collar people are the ones who learn like, oh, I gotta do more on my own, which is where you look at the convoys, you look at um, the, some of the protests or whatever else, the less destructive protests. And then you got the people who are told what to do and they're way more angry and way more destructive and way, way more self-harming. In, in in they hurt society as a whole um, because they don't know how to do on their own because they went to college and look what they're teaching in colleges, these liberal colleges. They're teaching kids, listen to me, this is what it is, but they're not telling them to think critically and say why. They want to shut down the critical thinkers. That doesn't make any sense. We see it on social media all the time. So to avoid those type of situations, we can learn how to see things deeper, educate it and you know, deeper and show history of things a lot better, people are going to understand it better. That's why you, when you have live in a melting pot, you're going to understand the Asian kid that moved into town. You're going to understand the Mexican kid who just, um, whose parents are illegal. You know, I don't, I, I, I'm friends with the legals and, but I, I'm not saying I don't prefer them here. I'm just saying I prefer them to do it the right way. But if they ever get taken away, I don't give a shit. You broke the law. That dude, you're going to fall right off that chair. You broke the law. That's what happens. You know, it's just like, but you need to understand those situations. So you need to, those kids should be learned to look deeper. Like if you're, your kid's young, so I'm sure if you ever came to you, be like, dad, why is, you know, so-and-so like this? You can explain to them, well, this family came from here and blah, blah, blah. And that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you also, your son's integrated in different cultures visually. So he understands those black people, Asian people, Spanish people, whatever else. So it's not like a big surprise. You know, but he's going to break that down more and then come in the question. But he's going to learn to question it and not make assumptions. And that's what's important. And that goes into the education system. It's like we need to take life more into consideration when we're educating. And that's one difference, I think, that we would have from the rest of the world. Asia is really technical. Europe is a good mixture of technical and life. And, but it's very historic at the same time. But it's philosophical, which well, is what we don't get here. I love that Europe will take modern technology and then install it to historic buildings, and that's not what we sort of do here. We well, because we don't have we don't have the historic. We, our country is two hundred years old. We just destroy and make new. Yeah. All right, demo it, put another one up. Mm-hmm. You know, but we don't have anything historic. But we're not, they're not built the same way either, though. If you're going to get into structural and engineering, you know, we don't have anything that's going to last that long. I mean. Stuff like my house is going to last as long as it's been around for that for that long. Um, but the houses in these new towns and new neighborhoods, they're not going to last as long as this house already has lasted. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> you know, so I mean, there's there's a difference. You're not gonna a house that was built in the '60s isn't gonna be structurally the same as this. My house was built in the 1800s. That's crazy. You know, like you know, it's fucked up, but it's just like you know, and it's just certain things along those lines. But that's the thing we understand that historically because we look back. You know, when people say, "Oh, they don't build them like they used to," it's true. But why? Wood's different. Engineering's different. Respect of the craft. Exactly, the craft is totally different. Um, materials obviously are, you know, it's everything's a um, made for money. Yeah, everything's a, a pump out thing, and that's it. So, what would you rather have? You, if you had the money to build a house, what would you rather have? I'd rather have a house that was built like this. If I was going to build one, and this is how I'd, I'd find, then there are people out there who do build houses like this. You know, there's a company in Germany, for instance, that builds houses completely out of wood, including wooden nails and studs. You know, to hold it all in. That way, you can abandon your house, and it all it's all biodegradable. You know, so there's people out there who can do those things and do it properly. I think it's more worth doing that stuff that way. Do it right the first time, in essence. So if you can't take the guts and do it right, the fuck is the point? Like dowels, like building it with wooden dowels and stuff. Oh, dude, it's look them up. It's incredible. I don't know the name of it, but the company. But look them up. It's it's very interesting. Like I said you can just pull all your shit out and abandon it, and you know, in you know, hundred years, it just be part of the earth. It's fucking awesome. That's funny. Yeah. You know, and I and like when I was watching them build it and layer it with insulation and all that stuff, and like, fucking Jesus. You know, but yeah, I mean, there are ways to do things and people, you know, but that's somebody taking their engine. Of course, it's Germany with, you know, engineering masters over there, but they're taking something going way the fuck back and taking modern technology and bringing it back to the cabin days in wigwam days and whatever else and making it something i mean you know look at stucco you know in cement homes i mean that's what they build out of mud you know way back when they just learn how to make it more structurally sound yeah you know so i mean if learning those things in school like the stuff that people learn without school they learned it as a trade yeah and the, and people eventually evolved into whatever why we don't do that and like you said we don't do that anymore we need to bring that back in the education system here and get people to understand the more worldly things, but it's still keeping the core basis of English, history, math, to debate. We don't need to learn the crazy shit we learn. You don't need to learn pi. Who fucking cares? You know what I mean? You don't need well, to learn the no. Pythagorean theorem. What does 3.14 revolve around, though? Pi's, like, significant for a reason. Yeah. And it's, and have you used it once in your life besides here... Um, you know, little Dicky used it in a great metaphor in one of his raps. No. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't affect your regular life. Those those type of things should be left for the people who want to learn that stuff, like they, or need to. The scientists, the engineers, the physicists. Well, That's who those should be reserved for. Like, why would they make that a significant piece of our memory? Because back then, people would, you know, those were the jobs you were going to do. You know, I have no idea. Why did I have to learn algebra in calculus? I don't use any of that stuff. We use algebra every day. Use use that math all the time. Multiplication, decimal math, and all that shit. That's just regular math. I think it's considered algebra. No, I think it's just regular math. What's no, because you have to learn. Algebra is like A equals N and all this shit. Yeah, you have to. You need that, especially in marketing and stuff. When you're uh, okay, show me how you used it today. Get a, when you get it, it's basically when it comes down to money math. Money math is algebra. You know, you got to figure out what the x and y's are, the fucking any of the exponents. You know what I'm saying? Give me an example. 
just how much quantity you're going to buy in fucking toilet paper. You're going to buy the fucking 8-pack, the 4-pack, or the 16-pack. You know, and how much you need to bring home and how much you got in your bank. <laughs> you know? That's how Joe Biden's fucking America. You got to really do algebra heavy in this grocery store nowadays. Do I have enough to get the two for three? Or if I'm looking at two for three seltzers, or I'm looking at three for ten, which one gives me the better value? Three fifty or three thirty-three? I don't know. What what's the difference in flavors? All right, we're gonna look it up. Algebra in everyday life. Yeah. I practice math.com. Everyday life, kid. We're using algebra. Wow, look what the first example is. Grocery shopping. Yep. If each bag can hold only three items, how many plastic bags will you need to accommodate ten items? You know what I'm saying? Three out of ten. Why isn't this thirty three percent? It's 33.3. Okay, I guess we do use regular. Tells you how much I know about math. I do math all the time. I do math every day at work. You're a teacher. I hope so. It's that, and that's just recording data, though, of like what kids score on. Like 7 out of 8, 5 out of 6, learning percentage. But I guarantee like you, you do not do the math in your head the way it was taught to you. I do math in my head really quick. Yeah, but you don't, you, I, I'm telling you, you don't do it the, the way you were taught to do math like we were taught. It's the way I visualize. You don't, you, don't put the, you don't put the X over Y equals this. You don't do that in your head. I do, like... When I do numbers in my head, I visualize the problem right in front of my eyes, and I carry the numbers over and everything. My kids test me all the time. I, I'm pretty good on it on the fly. It's tough, but nice math. I'll, I'll take your word for math it. Math is everything. I'll take your word for I it. I think math is mandated, or at least money Decibel and integer math is a mandated subject for all kids. I didn't say math shouldn't be. No, it has to be though. Because did I did I it. say it shouldn't be? Did any of did that even come up in conversation no, here? I'm, this is my exiting moment. This is how you're going to exit. Math. All yeah. the stuff we talked about, math is going to be your math exiting and moment. history. Yeah, they need math. Yeah, no one's ever said they don't. Science, you don't need calculus. Like science is subjective. It's ambiguous. Well, math is racist in some states. Why? Because it's too absolute, and it's based off of the white man's um, white man's desire to be absolute and show power. That's funny. Where's that from? I don't know, somewhere in Seattle or Portland. That's hilarious. Because mm-hmm. there's great diverse. Well, that's the problem with the education system, anyway. Those those states are are redefining what you what you need to do to graduate. Now, you don't have to learn in Portland, you don't have to I believe it's Portland. You, they lowered the test rates. Um, what was the state to graduate? Uh, I love how I'm telling Asians, a story Asians, and uh, you jump in and talk about something that's not what I'm talking about and can't wait till I'm done. Okay, that's interesting how you do that. Let Portland. me finish my point first right. on the testing and how they're, they're making it so you don't have to even be able to have to read to graduate high school. Mm. Okay, or pass math at all because it's racist to graduate high school. And in this is in Oregon. Yes, and in Washington, you they they started grouping Asians with white people. That's what. Because they, the idea of success. Washington State or D.C. State. 
so to bring up the test scores on the Caucasians? No, the, the lower the test scores on the brown people. So rather than raising the education level. So you being uh, a POC of the more melanin Asian culture, you're with me now? Yep. Nice. Well, I, I also have nice melanin. Oh, my well. God. <laughs> being Italian and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just, you're so, you're so uh, non Anglo. <laughs> So that's Washington State, mm-hmm. and that is uh, fact-checked. Yeah, it was only like a county that did it. It wasn't like the whole state or anything, but they did it. But, I mean, it's essentially the same thing when you took a look at you know race as a whole, is that the, the more successful um, races or groups of people will always be thrown in with white people, and that way you do not, you do not count. That goes with successful black people. That goes with successful Spanish people. And obviously Asians as a whole. But even though not all Asians are successful, even though the most successful race in this country is our Asians, as far as yearly income. What's second, Middle East? Arab? No, it would be white. But the top 10 are all Asian countries. Asian descent, I believe. The top 14. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, we're the forgotten race. You know why? Because we mind our own fucking business and just do shit. I don't know, man. Them Asians be coming up right now. Oh yeah. Look at China. Do you have you witnessed this in your everyday life? Just on the media. Yeah, exactly. So, in your everyday life, in America. What? Tell me how these Asians are affecting your life. Oh, I said they're on a come up. But I'm just saying how in your everyday life, besides what the media tells you, would you even notice? Just technology. Would you even notice if not for social yeah, media and media? Because? You know what's funny? When you see certain Asian inventors now, like if we think about like TikTok and all that shit, you can't put the face to them. But if, let's say, that happened in America, then you'd have the face of that person right away. Like, we all know who the Zuck is. Well, that's the difference between a communist nation and a free nation. Is Alibaba Asian or Middle Eastern? That website. He's, he's Indian. And he is Indian as well? Mm-hmm. And, so, and it was one guy. So. Well, Just so we can put a face to that. Yep. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, you know, like, Elon Musk is an American, but no. he blew up in America. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got his face. Yeah. Bill Gates got his face. Yeah. Steve Jobs got his face. Yeah. You don't have the TikTok creators. Nope. You know, you got the Twitter face. And you got the Zuck face. We even had Tom from MySpace. Mm-hmm. His face. Mm-hmm. You had the Google guys, the three guys yeah, from Google. Yeah, Oh, the two guys? Two, I think it was two. You're the YouTube people? Ben and Jerry. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know who Hagen does. You know what's funny? You know, you know you, you're bit, but the part of the exception of Elon Musk. You know what you're naming? Bunch of all fucking leftists. Corporate America is full of pretty much 80% leftists. Mm. And people don't realize that because those that was the party of, that was the group of uh, Republicans. No. 
You know what's funny? They'll tell you that the this is probably one of those examples in in ten years from now. They'll be like, "Oh, the party switched." Oh, no, the party didn't switch. You know who switched? The people switched. Yeah. 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 That's all it did. There was no party switch. Nope. I'm a big believer of that. There wasn't one. That's why there's no facts behind that. We were mad butts. Yeah, I already threw away an ashtray. So, but anyway, I think that's all we got to say, right? That was pretty good. Yeah. yeah you la- no last thoughts. I mean, do you have any last thoughts? Math, history, and language, art history. Art history? Necessities. Art history teaches... No, I think health. I think... Health. Health Mandated in physical education, 100%. Yes. So, I mean, break it down in foreign language. Physical education is a must. Yes. Um, Even for those disabled, we need to come up with programs for them. There is a sick park in Cambridge right now. That is for anyone from, like, toddler to senior. It's brand new. It's an adaptive park, fucking futuristic. This thing is the shit. Um, Wheelchair accessible, everything. Like, so, yeah, we also need to stress on, like, those that can't, we need to help 100%. Big on that. Okay, I agree. Yeah. I don't have to do with high school, but okay. No, well, I, I like again when we said military service, human service. These should be criteria to pass. You should go and work in a nursing home for X amount of hours in high school as well. You know what I mean? So everyone gets there, or go work in like a dayhab for like adults with special needs. I always say like working in a, a facility with adults for special needs is like extra college for anyone who wants to be a teacher, because till you learn like what you're doing with the adults that get ultimately neglected on funding, you need to see some of the worst settings or tough settings to be a better educator. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, that's probably one thing the colleges don't do well is stick people in real-life situations like that enough. Yeah. Like, you could go do your uh, practicum at fucking Westford Academy and fucking be all dilly-dally, and that's cool and all, you know, like, ultimate privilege but no you should be you should have to do you should do have to do an inner city version a homeschool version a disability version a disabled version yeah a you should like this should be like part of like we'll say you know i don't know how long they have to do it for two weeks two weeks two weeks but it should be all part of like your, your last year yeah at least two weeks you know and you one should week you just be like oh i got through it oh my god it was hell yeah but then like the second week you start getting used to it three weeks should be minimal because then, like, you want to, you want them to develop the empathy too. You don't want them to just get the taste. That's why they need to get rid of the first of two years of college and stop making it thirteenth grade. And oh, hold on. So yes, I, that's why I think they need to get rid of the first two years of college so they can, um, you know, quit wasting your money on thirteenth grade and all the stuff you should learn in high school. And they should jump right into whatever your majors are. At least um, the first year, you should be able to try out the couple, two, or whatever you want, a couple of majors. And you should be more focused on school. You shouldn't be paying for that much for school. You only go to school a couple hours a day. Sorry, you shouldn't. Talking about college? Yep. Yeah. You should sit there and you should concentrate on these majors, especially if it's, you know, an education. And you should go out and get practical um, practical learning. And you should get more hands-on learning. It's silly that they don't at all. You know, that's why I like the specialty schools that I went to because that's what you're doing from day one. Mm-hmm. You were learning your shit. You were getting your hands on a pair of scissors or a comb. You're getting your hands on a camera. We had a foundation year, which was 
You didn't get to choose your concentration. You were forced to try all versions of art. I think you should be able to choose your concentration while learning all those in case you want to switch. But you should have one thing. Everybody should have one thing to focus on at all times. Yeah, your you know? year to switch was sophomore, so you could pick first semester, try it out, and if you didn't like it, it was almost like you were fucked because you were paying that much money. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's silly. And I think that's it's, what fucked. That's me. why school's the biggest scam. College is the biggest fucking scam. I started out graphic design, didn't like it, thought I was going to be hands on, went to illustration, and then I wish I stayed with graphic design because I'd be using digital art. Yeah, and that's the problem. And I think, you know, like I said, the two biggest scams in this country are education, um, you know, post high school education, and um, insurance. Mm-hmm. Are the two biggest scams going in this country, and you know it's it's you know, that needs a, a big overhaul. That's why I think those two years out would help renegotiate the college experience because colleges would lose business, and they'd have to re um, you know reconfigure how that works, you know. And I, it's, I think it's important for people to to do that and to see that thing. I mean, this should be a complete fucking overhaul. Of the of the whole situ- of the whole education system, but if you, you get to start it in high school, can base like we said earlier, can base the you know first eight years off of what you base it in high school, you do in high school, and then college can be based off of what you learned in in high school and how how that worked out. Mm-hmm. And you can stop seeing the scam if you want you know college to be a main thing, make it worthwhile because right now it ain't worthwhile. Stop offering. There's a reason why. Okay, around the world, there you'll you'll see more successful women. For instance, and because I always talk about here, it's like, oh, women aren't paid enough, and blah, blah, which we already know is a, is a lie. But the reason why you'll see more successful women in, in European countries and African nations, we'll say, or Asian nations, is because you not you don't have stupid options in college for majors. There's so many dumb options. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a major in African African race theory or um, lesbian dance theory or you know or um, you know the, the the critical thinking of a, a lab rat you know like it's like why are those options like that's so stupid you know so if you're only limited to being a doctor a lawyer or an engineer of some sort or or a teacher and you have only those options that need that that secondary education mm-hmm. a post-secondary education then that's all you're gonna get for jobs. Fucking horrible, huh? You know. Yep. Yeah. So that's why this. Like, even nowadays, you know, over in this country, female doctors make more than male doctors. You know, but if you start showing that you know, those type of things and lower the options and stop making a scam out of it, you'd be better off. There's there's a slogan I'm trying to find from this movie, Robots. Robots. And it was like. 14 quotes. Uh, okay. And you're going to sit here and search and search and search and search and search and search. All right. So he's not going to talk about anything because he's too busy looking at IMDb pages. It's like find a need and fill it or something. Yeah. I mean, that's all. I mean, it's, I mean, that's just basic. That's not even from a movie. That's just a regular philosophical cliche. I yeah. mean... It's like the whole idea of like reinventing the wheel is that we'll find out what the, which is constantly being done with new tires and new wheels all the time. Essentially, it's like how can you change that technology? You know, look at something and you know fill in that blank. There's a blank everywhere. 
Yeah. Or does this room like in that, that blank could be in something that already exists? I mean, you look at us and what we talk about, like with me with toys. I mean, how many different versions of a uh, an action figure you can come up with? We sit there and we remember our He-Man's and our GI Joes, but then you get companies like. Um, Hut, Hut Toys, who ends up making more higher end and more articulated action figures. You're like, oh, they can move in the ankles now, and they can move in their torsos. And then what's the next step after that? You got, um, not that I'm talking about Storm, then you got companies like Hot Toys, who comes out and they make seamless toys. I mean, what? You know, that you're realistic, you know, someone took an art form, literal art form of molding and sculpting, and made it into, and engineered it into an actual toy that a holds its value and b is not cheap you know i have that 500 dollar one that i bought because i wanted something that encompassed all of that before i spent the money on it yeah but i wanted something that showed the engineering it showed the the head sculpt that came with it the don Cheadle head sculpt it showed the the materials they use and had all the um you know the 64 points of articulation you know you go from the ones you grew up with that had what i think eight or 16 points you know, now we're up to 64. Yeah, that thing had fingers and everything. I yeah. Think. That was sick. You yeah. can make it give the middle finger. Yeah. You know, kid, and hilarious. it lit up. Yeah. And that was a key point for me. It was like, I'm not spending this much money if it doesn't do something like light up. I mean, putting the batteries in that thing was a pain in the ass, but I was able to do it because we were magnetic. So it was sticking to the metal parts of the toy, of the figure. But, I mean, then I got the 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 other one so you can see the materials they use in the clothing i mean it's 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 dolls to the nth degree it's it's impressive artwork the new he-mans are pretty dope because they uh not like they're fully articulate but you know he-mans before were like the elastic band in the hips yeah and like the just the torso and shit yeah and the arms didn't move nothing it was just the arms moved they just went up and down yeah these are like elbows and wrists yeah and knees I mean, so I mean, you you basically people took it something, an artist took something and took it to a whole new level, you know. At some point, and made it into an amazing business because there's so many third party, you know, non licensed businesses that are doing it. And of course, well, they're all in Asia, but they're small companies that are doing it, and it's just, it's just impressive. Like the things that you like, especially as an artist that you don't know existed that exist. So they say he man is like toxic masculinity. I know this. It's whatever. So, so funny is like, do, do you think they keep these things alive to still keep in, in, in keeping in the brain? Well, no, because they know we need. They were gonna need boys like that, <laughs> like in the future. Yeah, they are. You know, I mean, with all the pussies, he man type of boys. You are. Yeah, I mean, they should keep it in in the psyche. You know, for those reasons. You know, and people who want to do those things. Um, and grow up and actually be men with testicles. And <laughs> we got to need those guys still yeah, to procreate. T- yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's like, but yeah, I mean, that'd be sure. Um, but I mean, it's same thing with yoga pants. How many different versions of yoga pants are out there? There's a, I don't know. There's I love those hundreds of them with the crisscross. Yeah, see, like that's the thing. You know, like see the evolution of mm. of that. Look at bathing suits. You know, and people what people do with that. I mean, so everything can be. Um, redone and re-looked at, but they don't teach you those things, those little things. Yeah. Um, you know, because people, because what's the number one thing when you want to do something? You always have your, there's a lot, a lot of, the biggest haters you're going to have growing up are your friends because they don't want to see you become successful before them. Yeah. And no, it doesn't, that doesn't change until you're older and you realize you just want the best for everybody. Yeah. You know, but when you're younger, everybody was going to shit on you and be mad at you for like, you know, for doing a show or, 
um, doing a mural or finding a slight success in in you know something creative that you're doing or some sort of endeavor of a business. Yeah, I remember I had this conversation for a podcast. I was starting with um, a friend of mine. We did one test episode. He never came back because I and I think it had something to do with the fact that we disagreed on the idea that when you want to do something, your friends are the least ones that are going to support you. They are initially. Oh yeah. You know, unless you're like you know until you're an adult, but when you're younger, no. And it's and it's it's because it's they they're gonna, and they're going to tell you it's like oh that's been done before. Well, what are you going to do that's different? So rather than sitting there going okay yeah do it, and but how are you going to do it differently? You know, it's like and that's the way that that has to be done. You can't take a form. You can take a formula, but you got to the the contents of that formula is still going to be different. You know, if you're gonna say add five spices and that's what's working, well, what now? What five spices are you gonna to add to make it different? You know, look how much they recreate food when talk about formulas and recipes. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, you know, how it's gonna be. So, I mean, forget about the the what you might think is already done. There's definitely a way to do something. You know, and I think that's like what we try to do with the podcast is we try to come up with different formula formulas and things that we're going to do to make things different. So if I do a precursor to a podcast and you come on with the commentary version of it, then that's what we're going to do. Hmm. You know, that might work. It might not work. But I mean, we're going to keep trying different things and talk about different things until we figure it out. But, you know, right now we'll, we'll stick with you know, the government and stuff like that because we need followers and it's the easiest way to get followers in this world right now. You know, because we ain't too good looking fucking six-pack models, that's for sure. I think I'm sexy. You know, yeah, you do. You know, your wife does. She posted that on Instagram the other day. She loves it. You know, I mean, you didn't see it, but it was on there. You know, he's all mine, she said. I know. Hey, God bless you. I mean, you don't see people who do that with their with their um, husbands. So, I mean, it's it, it was... Because they all have ugly husbands. <laughs> <laughs> the sexy beast is all mine or that's something right. she had said. <laughs> Damn, <coughs> ultimate dry skin. How, lotion. Did you ever hear the Bill Burr? <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing's hilarious. But anything Bill Burr does is hilarious. So, um, but anyway, I guess we can end on that, unless you have anything to add. No, text in, call in, text in, leave a message. 339-224-4341. Shout out to our negative four listeners. Yep. And to, uh, don't forget, though, we're still triggering the leftists one, uh, one opinion at a time. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so we'll, well, we'll be back next week with something, if not sooner. And uh, that's it, folks. Thanks for listening. We should really let it go. And be happy.